welcome everyone to the Switch RPG Podcast. I am one of your hosts, and I'm joined by Just Johnny. What's going on? Yo, everything's going on. Oh man, it has been what seven years since we last recorded an episode. Yep, it's been a seven long, years. Been my a... hair grew out. My beard got shaved. Wow. <laughs> I wish my hair would grow out like that, but I'm totally not having it. Uh, anyways, is if this is your first time listening to the show from Switch RPG, where we bring you the latest and greatest in the world of RPGs on the Nintendo Switch. As well as everywhere else. We're really kind of everywhere. What are, what are you doing here? Oh, he's making the text bigger for, yeah. my, for my old eyes. Uh, this week, we are talking about a little bit of PAX East. Um, a little bit of, um, I guess we can call it coronavirus uh, affecting the game world, uh, the real world, uh, affecting the video game world. And just, um, it's, a, it's a bit of a catch-up episode because we just, we did miss last week. And yep. um, so we're, we're kind of... We're catching up. Yeah, and the hope is that we speed along some of the stuff. Some of the stuff. Some of the stuff. We got some stuff to talk about. And we deep dive into that. Yes. Um, But first, yes, uh, Discord. Join it. Talk about RPGs. Talk about anything, really. Uh, Join it. It's a good time. Discord.switchrpg.com. As well as uh, on Twitters, you can go to at SwitchRPG. You can find me at The Nerd Basement. You can find Just Johnny doing nothing. I peek every now and then. He peeks uh, every now and then. Because every now and then, someone does the uh, at everyone. Oh, yes, yes, yes. <laughs> and that emails me. <laughs> and I'm like, all right, what's this all about? Oh, boy, somebody's in trouble. <laughs> uh, but you can also find him on Twitter at Punk This Studios. Yep. Um, great, great, great. Um, so I, I think we're still going to get an episode in just before PAX East. I'm not entirely sure because I'm going there um, on Thursday. And we record kind of late here, so I'm not sure what we're yeah. how we're going to be. Yeah. Um, so I'll be there Thursday too. We can record like at PAX. That that could be a possibility. My day is a slamming on Thursday, which is kind of yeah. what I wanted to talk about. I have a little handy dandy composition notebook here <laughs> with my schedule. Let me just all yeah. right. Really, really the is only seriously a schedule. Only my first two pages are filled oh out, so goodness. it's really not. Um, uh, this looks like it's from like a child's like kindergarten. This. <laughs> This was directly uh, stolen, grade, stolen from the first grade teachers. There we go. Um, over because I do work in the school <laughs> system, uh, so I have uh, on Thursday I have World of Horror, which is kind of getting uh, a lot of people are really getting into. It. I don't know if you've seen it. It's kind of a yeah. point and click uh, RPG, uh, but in one bit graphics. It's basically black and white, but there are different. Um, color scalings like you can go game boy color you can get different shades ah, of different cool. it's a really cool uh idea that i haven't seen done well in a while so and it's it's kind of a, a again world of horror so it's kind of where i i like horror stuff so it kind of fits uh my niche uh then i got a meeting with tiny build um indie games poland foundation uh, they got a few things going on there. Yep. Uh, versus Evil uh, with Winnemore Tactics. I believe we talked about that in the previous episode. I'm not entirely sure that Friday, Friday's going to be my day. Friday, I'm I, I uh, going to be able to play Trials of Mana Oh. Uh, with Square. Oh. Uh, um, and they actually just emailed me. I'm so excited for this. Initially, it was just going to be a 30-minute demo that has already been played and seen, I think, on the Treehouse and they just emailed me today asking me if I have enough time to play an hour and a half. So they've changed wow. the demo now to an hour and a half demo from just the 30-minute demo. Excellent. Are you going to be able to record that? 
I did email about um, direct footage capture yeah, yeah. or off-screen footage. They have haven't got back to me yet, so you know that is a multiplayer game. <clears throat> it is a multiplayer game, but you can only play multiplayer at like I don't know ten minutes into the game. Maybe that's where they start you, right? <laughs> who knows? Who knows? <laughs> um, so I'm really excited to play that because I am so dying to play that game. And then I don't know if I'm going to be able to get to play this next game. It's uh, we talked about it, Genshin Impact. It's that Breath of the Wild. Yep clone type of game um they're not going to have the switch version available so i was going to play at the playstation booth but but news, playstation new stuff new stuff playstation is not going to be there we haven't gotten to that section we haven't yet. gotten to that yet yeah. but that affects me it does so I, i'm not sure they may not even be there they now have, there was a lot of stuff that was going to be part of that booth right a lot so, um, so yeah, I'm not sure. I, I don't know what's going to happen with that. No idea. Um, then I'm, I got another meeting with Sold Out Games. Um, this little book of writing. Like, it's written in pencil, too. It's, it's, it's so cute. It's, it's literally <laughs> just three pages. Not even. Um, so, what yeah. The last thing? The oh. last thing you were doing? Oh, it was Sold Out Games. Sold uh, Out Games. Yeah, okay. with Disjunction and... Uh, uh just alt uh, vanguard i'm looking forward to checking out whatever the super giant games because they're they're usually at pax east yep. every year uh as well as uh i love them devolver digital yeah like, yeah wh whatever else they yeah have. they're always low, uh they're really i like their twitter account it's pretty pretty funny i don't know if you've if caught wind of what they do but uh, yeah. it's it's pretty funny um, and that's just kind of the stuff i've scheduled as always what i do is we walk around and we just take a look at games and you know let's talk about it you know yeah that, that's typically how i do my packs i don't even like um bother like uh setting up schedules and stuff mm -hmm. like that because it's so hectic it's so hard to actually meet appointments and stuff like that right so and all i really do is i, I don't go to like the big booth so i just spend my time in the indie right section mm -hmm. and i just check out as many indie games as i can see here's the thing though with well, with a lot of the indie games um most of it is pc not a lot well, is yeah. on the switch or on the switch yet uh so again i try to keep it a little focused sure Sure. Uh, so it's a little difficult. Now, the only big one I have there is at Square, and that's actually not even at the Boston Convention Center. It's actually in a different different area. Like it, a attached hotel or something? It's a hotel, yeah. Yeah, okay. Um, and, I, and I reached out to Nintendo to see what they're doing. They, they said they, they're not releasing. I got a re reply back. They're not releasing what they're doing yet at this moment. So why the big surprise? Like, what is... You know what? They might be like combining. They might be pulling like a mini E3 during PAX East. Uh, they've never and do done a that direct, though. Like a PAX East direct. They have not. They, I don't think they've ever done that. But PAX East is big enough to do that. You think so? Are you kidding me? I don't know. I I just I don't know. I, I've been there so many times. I don't feel like it is. You PAX know what East I mean? This is amazing. They're they're uh what was it um. Bio, not bio. So that's what it'd be. Borderlands Three got announced during PAX East. Right, it, it did Last get announced, year. and and that presentation was botched. It, it was, was. It was really bad. But that, <clears throat> that that's a huge caliber game getting announced at PAX East, and like, and they they saved it for that for mm -hmm. that event. And in saying that, Larian Studios is going to be showing more gameplay of Baldur's Gate Three. Yeah. At PAX East. Um, oh. So they're having a Q and A session cool. um, of Baldur's Gate Three there 
Ooh. I'm there. I'm already there. Um, I was <laughs> able to. Exciting. I was able to get a con or I have a oh, contact. What do you mean you're already there? It's not Switch, man. How are you there? No, this it's is not Switch. Oh, you're right. It's PC. But this is Larian you're Studios. You're pooing on all the indie PC devs. All of a sudden, Larian comes in with their Baldur's Gate, never released ever. You mean the <laughs> the knight in shining armor? Yeah. Yes. Okay. Yes, I'm. I'm going. I'm going to see them. All right, that's that's my free time. All right, I get some free time. All right, I'm working here. Yeah, yeah but yeah, they're you're there in order to pitch to them the idea right. of bringing it. I'm going to talk to Sven, the the yeah. uh, the CEO of Larian, which I did at E3. And I told him, hey, listen, we want this on the Switch. Get Divinity Original Sin on the Switch. He said, we'll see what we can do. A month later, bingo, bingo. This is why it happened. You guys got me to thank for that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I'm also going to see Baldur's Gate three. I'm really kind of excited about that. Just casually going to see it. Casually. Casually. Just, just a little casually. <laughs> um, so, yeah, we, what, are, what are you doing at PAX East? PAX East, I'm going to be demoing. Uh, uh, unfortunately, I won't be spending too much time checking out other indie games uh, because I'll be demoing my game at the Unpub section in PAX East. So it's, it's in the board gaming area, which is, like, in the back. Uh, and there's a uh, booth section over there. Um, it's not... Too big, or at least last year it wasn't that big. Uh, there was like six tables last year, uh, and one of those tables I'll be at pretty much. Uh, I have full reservations back to back Thursday through Sunday at that table, and if I am not at that table, I'll be like right across from it at just a random free play table Lunch with table. my game. <laughs> I'm gonna be like demoing my game as much as possible. There'll and be then, French fries all over your table yeah. and just ketchup everywhere. Yeah. And then at the uh, on Thursday night, I'll be at the Made in Mass PAX East party, uh, which is a indie game like um, indie games made in the Boston area mm-hmm. uh, or the Massachusetts area. Uh, it's a specific sort of PAX East side event. Uh, I encourage everyone to go. It's at some location somewhere. Yeah, so I'll be there as well. Yep, um, I can pull up the information where it is at some point, but I'll be there also as an exhibitor showing off uh, my board game Battle for Vittoria. So um, I'll be doing that. I'll be drinking yep. um, and eating. I, I won't be doing it. They do serve uh, food there. Yes, I will be doing that. I think last year it was like hamburgers or something like that. District Hall? Yes, District Hall. There you go. You picked up faster than I could. District Hall, I think it starts at 6. That's a 6 to 10. 6 to 10. PM. So be there. It was really cool. There was like uh, last year, there was um, there was a couple of like uh, YouTuber, Twitcher personalities. Nice. Live streaming right then and there as they were making their way through the various uh, exhibitors. Mm-hmm. And uh, I got a little bit of FaceTime with it. So Ooh, that was kind of cool. So fancy. Yeah. Nice. <laughs> 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 totally totally like a non-big deal at all. not a big deal yeah, it like, is a big deal it it's all a big, big deal. deal so that's our pax east adventures uh look for it on youtube for certain um as well as i believe evan from our uh from switch rpg will also be there so he'll be putting a few articles out uh, i will try to put a few articles out i am um not so handy with the words so um i am more the voice in the face that's all I am. That can work for you. All you need is to camera record yourself. I'm going to do that. So in the moment, just like, you know, FaceTime yourself, 
record that and mm -hmm. boom bingo bango you don't need to type up the words all right you just do that and that's the article you that's give the it the title Yep, throw the YouTube channel video. Look for it at switchrpg.com. There you go. All right, you got it. That's one more thing. It's called a vlog. A vlog. Instead of blogging. It'll be the PAX East 2020 it. vlog. Exactly. I, I did that actually for E3. There, there you go. <laughs> there you go. We should vlog E3. Oh, I'm definitely doing it. All right. If I remember to bring my camera, I'll probably record my, my cell some phone's of my pretty adventures. good. My cell phone, mm. but you know, obviously we're really excited for Pax East. Yeah. Um. But uh, yeah. I don't. I don't know that we'll be getting another episode in before that. So we'll try. We'll we'll try before um, or during. Yeah, it'll be one or the other. Yeah, I think during the event, maybe um, Saturday. Like a lunchtime or, yeah. or a midnight showing or we'll do recording something. or something like that. No. We'll do something for sure. Um, By midnight, I mean like 10 p.m. It'll be late. I'll be sleeping. Uh, what are you playing? Nothing? Uh, I've been playing Raging Historia. Again? Perfect chronology. Yes. Still. It's an RPG, so it is very long. <laughs> it is very Mass effect uh, uh. And it is just uh, a cool thing happened in the story, which uh, is cool and kind of... They hinted at it at the beginning, but you didn't. You don't know when it when it was going to actually happen, and then it actually happened and took me by surprise. And I'm like, oh man! It just reminded me like how good the game is. Yeah, Raiden Story is really good. I still so. want to get into it, but it's it got so much going on. It is some it's good tough. stuff. Uh, and been playing uh, a lot of the Banner Saga, the Banner Saga. Sorry, we are from the uh, we're from <laughs> New England, uh, so ours are uh, optional. Yes, they are. So the Banner Saga, mm -hmm. been playing that. Uh, it's it'd be good. It'd now be good. I remember last week you had mentioned that was, there was something, maybe something missing from it. That it didn't have a certain something. Are you still feeling that way? Yeah the the opening of the game into I don't know maybe I'm like halfway through maybe I have no clue how far along I am. I'm gonna say halfway, uh, and they kind of introduce new stuff. So now. Um, They've introduced, like, this whole part of, like, waging larger-scale wars, but it's, like, almost like a choose-your-own-adventure set of options that mm -hmm. you have. Uh, and depending on the options and how you do, um, you may or may not go into combat. Typically, so far, I have been in combat every single time I got that choose-your-own-adventure, like, larger-scale war. And that shows you the numbers of, uh, I guess, like, uh, people. Some some people number like warriors and varl varl are like the big giant things. How many of them are a part of your caravan or mm -hmm. whatever? And it's basically here's your numbers for an army. Here's the enemy numbers for an army. And it's like four hundred and four hundred or five hundred and five hundred. And then they battle. And so so you, ha you have these big numbers, and then depending on the outcomes of your decisions, as well as uh, if you go into battle, the outcomes of that mm -hmm. and other things that can chain off of that uh you may lose some individuals you may not like you'll see the right. numbers change right right yeah so yeah and with banner saga um the next iteration so banner saga two and then three every iteration they've improved it so i think yeah. i think you'll like them as as you progress through them all oh yeah yeah um and, and just playing through this one it is getting 
yeah better and better as i play and i and a little selfish of me i do want to see what else stoic studios the developer can do with uh not necessarily that artwork because i think they um i love the artwork but i want to because i think the way they tell the story is really really cool so i i uh you don't think so no their storytelling is no no not no, no, that no. good no it really is i like it it's 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 interesting on on sort of on the the direction that they're going with it and the pre- and um and sort of the it's not uh was tropey right, right. Yeah, they, yeah they don't have tropey bits on it uh sometimes a little some little leanings into like character tropes and stuff like that just a little bit but not quite um and a lot of that has to do with the Varl themselves being like a very different from humans. And they consider the perspective of the Varl because the Varl live uh, to be hundreds. I don't know how long they live, but apparently old. like hundreds of years old, like very, 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 very old. Not just a hundred, like multiple hundreds of years. They typically only like die for, because of combat. <laughs> right, right. Uh, so there's that part of it, which is pretty cool. So you get... The things that they say and the actions that they do and the decisions that they make and how they interact with one another is based on that perspective of this longer lived mm-hmm. big giant race. So, right. Yeah. So, like I was saying, I just want to see what else they can do. I'm waiting for the. Basically, I'm waiting for their next game. When is it coming out? Yeah. What What are you guys waiting for? That sort of thing. Yeah, and hopefully, um, well, may- maybe things were very polished by the time they got the Ben Saga three. I don't know yet. I will get there eventually. And we'll let you know. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It'll certainly, I'll beat the game before they release the next game. You think so? Yeah, definitely. They've been, they've been doing nothing for a while, or they've been quiet for a while. Been, so. Old 3 came out, what, last year or the year before? They've been quiet for a while. They have been quiet. <laughs> Takes a lot of time to make uh, that, that sweet, sweet art. I guess so. Yeah. And they they yeah. did an a- a- AMA with us. Uh, they were probably one of the first ones, too. They were really cool. Yeah. Nice, nice. German, right? Mm, I don't know. I don't even remember. Scandinavian of some sort? Something like that. Because clearly they got like Nordic Yeah, Nordic. Uh, right. I mean, they, yeah. Banner Saga. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and I've been playing Luigi's Mansion 3. I beat that game. What are you waiting for? I, I, I just got the uh, the Guigi. Oh, the Guigi. I got the Guigi, so hey, uh, co-op, co-op that game. Hopefully, I'll be co-oping that. With, it is with definitely a lot easier co-op. Yep. When you have to manage Guigi and Luigi, it, it's a little tough. Um, just that management, but it's it's really a lot better with someone else managing Guigi. Yeah. So. And as like non-video gamey stuff, I've been playing Pathfinder and been playing uh, my board game Battle for Vittoria, right, getting be, it tested. And right, because so. you're really trying to get things a little fine-tuned. Yeah, fine-tuned, like like really fine-tuned. Uh, it's it's a there's no RNG in the game, so mm-hmm. if if something's imbalanced, it it'll stand out potentially. Right. Potentially. Okay. But yeah, more. So you've been doing Pathfinder as as, spit polish. Oh, that's gross. Uh, You shouldn't have said that. uh, Maybe like I don't know something else polish. Anyway, my uh, spit is all over that game. (laughs) (laughs) It's just everywhere. Oh, that's just the way you want (laughs) to sell a game. Uh, Pathfinder. From I've been doing a lot of Pathfinder too. What I found really upsetting is you only play once a month. How does anyone even do that? Uh, Well, it would happen more if. I had more time, or if the DM had more time. Mm, that's it's tough. It's actually kind of comfortable. Uh, I like 
once every two weeks. I okay. think that's probably a good ideal amount. I would be totally down for once a week, right. but that would be a little bit excessive. No way. But I would be down with it. Yeah. If the campaign was good. Okay. Once every two weeks, uh, I think is fine. Um, but once a week, the campaign has to be like, the DM has to be really good if mm -hmm. I have to do it once every week. I think the DM we have is, is pretty good. So once a week is, is working. It's, yeah. it's working good. And I, I haven't, I haven't played in a campaign in so many years. Typically I'm DMing my own stuff. Uh, and yeah, that it's, it's just been forever since I, the last campaign I did only went two sessions. Wow. And that was like three years ago. So it's been a long time. And before that I was running my own game and that mm -hmm. was, uh, like a three year long campaign that actually didn't end. We could have kept going. I just gave up <laughs> <laughs> three years is a long, 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 long yeah. time. We've been doing this current camp we've been playing for years but this current campaign is probably about three four months right now maybe five months so yeah but we've been playing for a while uh so yeah what i've been playing thanks for asking is um divinity original sin 2 surprise surprise um still playing Thronebreaker, uh but a new game i got uh darksiders genesis how is that i am enjoying it how I, how well does it perform on switch it performs fine I have zero issues with performance. I like the weightiness of the uh, of Strife. I think he's a good uh, addition to this. Uh, they've also maintained a lot of what Darksiders is: the traversal, the the elevations, and gain in the platform. Yeah, they they've kept that. But it's it's like scripted platforming until you get well, to the all, dungeons. All of them are like that. All of them are scripted platforms. Well, not, uh, some of the dungeons in the first and second one had like platforming that that wasn't linear right, right. i i don't know i i think the sandbox kind of platform or sandbox kind of dungeony type of deal in darksiders is few and far between most of it's kind of yeah it's kind of scripted all right you're going here now and then you're going here for the cinematic view and like yeah. all, all yeah. of that still it's whatever that is is also in Darksiders Genesis. Yeah, it, it's still Darksiders in general is still a pretty linear experience. Mm -hmm. It's like a very linear Zelda. It's like a Skyward Sword. Zelda. Right. I mean, it's got the same. Um, people were saying it's like a Diablo esque Dark Side uh, uh, game. Well, I this one, I Genesis. Right. Yeah. Other than the isometric point of view, it is not like a Diablo game at all. It's like a Darksiders game. It's like more, very much like a Darksiders game with an isometric view. And that's it. There's no other uh, Diablo tonality in this at all. But what about Darksiders 3? I've never played 3. Right. I played 2, up to 2. Because 3, they kind of made it feel a little bit more like Souls. Okay, yeah. I, w I wouldn't know. Um, I, I didn't play that. Um but the comparisons to Diablo are really wrong. Um, well, hold on. Darksiders 2 had a lot of comparisons to Diablo. I'm talking right? Darksiders Genesis. I'm talking Darksiders Genesis. There's, well, that's what I'm saying. Does this one have the loot system of, of Darksiders 2? No, uh, it's very generic in that aspect, I think. So no, no, like random loot drops, no killed enemies or anything nope. like that. Oh, okay. Nope. All right. No, nothing like that. Um, the map navigation is, um, terrible. 
It's um, <laughs> like you look at a map. Terrible. It is awful. It is one of the worst maps I've ever seen. So uh, you, you pull up the map and essentially, you know, you can see a specific regions and then the region you're in blinks. But it doesn't tell you where you are in that region. Yeah. So you're just kind of going off the terrain and where you kind of are to figure out where, because it shows you where chests are and items are. And so you're just trying to gauge it on that. And it is really, really, and there's no HUD, so you can't really see, like there's no mini-map HUD. So you really can't, you have to keep opening the map and figure out where you are. It's really, ugh, mm. it's, it's, it's bad, that map feature. Uh, but the combat's cool. Like, the kill animations are really cool. I haven't really gotten that many new weapons or uh, a lot of skills quite yet. I think I'm I'm only about five to seven hours in. So I'm really not that far in. And I'm sure there's a lot more to be had. But from what I've played, it's definitely not a Diablo-like game at all. And it's more like a Darksiders game. Whatever that means. Mm-hmm. Um, so I've been playing that. And um, that is pretty much it. Pretty much it, yeah. That's pretty good. You added something to your list. I always do. I always do, Johnny. You always do. I always do. Um, So You should probably subtract something from your list. I don't know. That DOS 2? Yeah, maybe that DOS 2. I got to finish that game for the YouTube, man. I got to finish that game again. Um, Again. So... This this coronavirus, this thing that's going on in China, is not only affecting people in the real world. Obviously, there's there's a lot of uh, a lot of people have been affected by this, but it's affecting us in the video game world as well. Um, for example, uh, the Outer Worlds um, has been delayed to the Nintendo Switch due to their I think it's their uh, is it their uh, publisher? I, I believe it's their publisher or something to that Let's effect see here private division has announced that the outer world so is private division the publisher that's the developer oh okay so concerns uh virtuoso games is the china-based team handling the port oh okay so they've so. they've handed porting over to these folks over in china yep. and obviously they're dealing with this in in here where they're either being quarantined or people they know whatever their case may be it's being delayed until they get a firmer grasp at this this outbreak of uh of of virus um i think it's a little bit of both two things um yes that is probably affecting them and also initially when this was announced they had announced that it was digital only yep you could buy the game case it comes with a digital download card and they received a lot of uh kind of flack for that as they should right as they should be especially when you buy a physical thing they should get the physical thing right so especially when you have uh like the witcher for example that's on you know it's probably on a bigger uh the biggest card that the nintendo switch has maybe they got some help from nintendo who knows but this is a game that people would expect could fit on something similar to that absolutely so i think there's a little bit of there's a couple of things going on with that yeah i think this could and i'm saying it isn't but this could be an instance where they're leveraging the coronavirus as a slight excuse. Um, I don't know why they would. So it's, it probably is a legitimate delay on this part. Right. Because, I, I mean, if I was in charge of this company, I'd be f- perfectly comfortable 
giving in to fan demand and saying like, oh, you actually wanted physical right. for real? Okay, we will delay it in order to get you the physical on within the thing. Right. So I think that's perfectly fine to do that. So, you know, I wouldn't need feel the need to latch on to like a coronavirus excuse. Right. I mean, and, but it is care. certainly a possibility that they're also dealing with that as well. So we yeah. will get a physical uh, version of that on a card eventually. That's like a nice silver lining to this. Yeah. For, yeah. Um, yeah. Uh, for, for this story, uh, for sure. I, the only problem is that they don't, they don't say how long it's going to take. No. When, when it's actually going to be released. So it was March 6th, which is actually pretty close. Right. But now it's who knows when. Right. So that'll, that'll happen when it happens. Um, other things that the, the coronavirus is affecting or, or set to be affecting is Sony backing out of PAX East. Yeah, that's a big one. And that's this a happened, real big one. I, this happened today, actually. Yeah. Uh, we're recording this on uh, Wednesday the 19th. Um, that happened today. And so the PlayStation games that are that are being taken so many. away, it is just insane these are these are games that sony was gonna show as part of its booth right at its booth now these games are also some of these games are also being shown elsewhere like i mentioned before genshin impact is also being shown on pc somewhere else but they were being shown also at the playstation booth so some games um below i am below why would they show that again again that game released last year that game no two a year I over last year. Are you sure about ago. that? Yeah, I think it was like December of 2018. That be, below, funny, not a really funny story, but Below was showcased the first packs I ever went to like like 10 years ago. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, it, and it just took forever. I mean, I think they had some issues as well, but it just took forever to, to get out here. Well, you know what? Below they are, I don't know if they've done it yet, but they are going to have like this new like revamp re like uh they changed up the gameplay a bit okay so they i think they like made it a little easier they removed the huge death penalties oh, that right. existed within there so there's like a new mode that they included in it so they kind of they kind of took a lot of the because the game came out and it didn't right it didn't light the world on fire or or meet the expectations and i think the team the capybara games they sort of worked on it a bit more and now they have like this new big hopefully free uh, i think it is uh, update uh, update mm -hmm. to the game that inserts this new mode that removes sort of alleviates some of the the uh faults that right. people were pointing out now so that's probably why they're re-showing it again like we've mentioned with uh private division in the outer worlds they're they're stating that coronavirus is the reason for it and i don't yeah. doubt them i think that could be a reason because they have games coming in from all over the place but that's the thing they have games coming from all over the place they don't have one single game that they're showcasing and and i feel like playstation is getting the idea that these events are expensive and they're not worth their time so they're backing out just as they're doing with e3 Again, these putting second on second year in a row. Yeah, second year uh -huh. in a row. These things are expensive for them. It's not worth it. If they're going to do this, they need to be more consistent with their uh, PlayStation. Uh, what is their Nintendo Direct equivalent? Whatever that is. The, uh, state of play. state of play. Yes. State of play. Um, they need to be more consistent in showing things off that way. Yeah. I think. I don't. I honestly do think this is another coronavirus thing. 
You, so you feel like this is definitely more of a coronavirus? Yeah, an overreaction. I think it's an overreaction, okay. a complete overreaction. But I actually do think uh, because they wouldn't, in their right mind, cancel this close mm -hmm. to the event. Right. We're, we're less than two weeks away from PAX East, and they canceled. So there's no way any company in their right mind would do that because... They already put in the money. They already reserved the booth space area. Mm -hmm. They had to have done the delivery of the most. Stuff is probably there. Yeah, stuff is probably there for, for setting up the staging and all that uh, for the booth. Their booth with this many games is certainly not small. Imagine how many monitors you'd have uh, and consoles you'd have just for one per game. They have this list is like 30 games long. It's huge. Right. And to have just one monitor, one console for each of these games, never mind. Oh, multiples, they have multiples, yeah. Right? They're probably going to have like five for five to ten just for Doom. Right, depending on the game, right? Yeah. Yeah. But, but like as I was saying, the only standout that people would probably be clamoring for um, would be Final Fantasy VII. But I think Square is going to be handling that anyway. Yeah. Um, so some of these, they're available elsewhere. Like like I was saying with Trials of Mana, that's available with Square. But some are not. Some aren't. At right. all. Right. Like maybe Below isn't. Um, Cloudpunk well, might have their own type of thing. Below might back out. I, yeah. So... As you're saying, they might back because they have had their own booth, mm -hmm. right? Uh, they, but certainly, like MLB the Show, that's not going to be there. No, nope. Sony's not there. That's not going to be there. The Last of Us Part Two, um, nope. Sony's not there. They're not going to be there. Right. Uh, Persona Five, they're not going to be yeah, there. Yeah, and Atlas. I don't think Atlas has their own booth at PAX East. I've never. I don't think I've ever seen. They Atlas. have. They have yeah. had their own booth, okay. but I, I. I don't think they. I don't think they have one this year. Yeah. Trials of Mana will definitely be there. Mm -hmm. That might even be available at the Nintendo uh, area yeah. um, because they haven't said what's going to be there. Neo Two, yeah, anything is Sony not going to be there. Right, anything Sony exclusive is just out the window. Um, mm. But yeah, Marvel it, Iron Man VR, that's definitely not going to be there. Is it? Is it? Is it more coronavirus or is it just Sony? You know, also, I don't think it's a cheap thing because. They they definitely lost a lot of money on backing out. Yeah, I they probably got some degree of refund, but yeah, this is <laughs> um, and and certainly they didn't spend all the money of actually staffing, right. setting up. So there's still even more money. Even if they didn't get any refund whatsoever, they still saved money. Certainly, they still saved money by not being there. Mm -hmm. But they certainly lost some degree of money. At the very least, planning, setting up this lineup. Oh of yeah, games. a lot, a lot of man hours lost. Yeah. Um, and 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 right in the planning, uh, but there's going to be a big gaping hole, um, on the on the convention center yeah. floor. This is definitely going to show up somewhere <laughs> as a fairly big expense for Sony on some spreadsheet somewhere. For tax season. Yikes. Somewhere. Yeah. Um, <laughs> so, again, moving on with coronavirus news. This is the last bit of it well, here. Oh, I, wait. I did, this Sony thing, like, this is going to, like, the PAX people must be, like, wondering what's going to fill this big, giant box area. They did, they did mention it on their Twitter. Like, what are they going to fill with that? Now it's got to be something. Sony's not there. That's a huge square footage area. That is, it's. I think it's uh, almost just as big as the Nintendo area. 
Um, I, I'd have to look for the, the uh, specific okay, yeah, tweet. Yeah. Yeah. And, I, you know, if I was a better... But they uh, did mention it. Okay. If I was All a better right. host, I would have already prepared for that, but I didn't. No, no, no that's I'm, fine. I'm sorry. Because that does make me wonder, like, what is going to be there in its place? Is it just going to be empty space? Which would be great because PAX East is pretty small. But this is also as soon as you walk in. Yeah. This is... This, that's where they were... In, that's where the they left. were... Right. That's where yeah. they were going to be. Yeah. Um, anyway, I, yeah, I can't find it. All right. But there is one other coronavirus thing that we should discuss, and this one comes really, really close to home, because Bloomberg, according to Bloomberg, Nintendo Switch likely to suffer global shortages as soon as April because of, take a wild guess, coronavirus stuff. <laughs> right. Everything is, is made there. So, yeah. or manufactured, you know, everything's kind of put together there manufactured there so or at least some parts right you have so many different parts that make up an entire switch mm -hmm. something is probably made somewhere in china that's going to be affected by this because each of these parts if it isn't assembled in china assembled elsewhere you know the part a single part may be made in a particularly affected area of china or what have you uh also uh, what they say within the Bloomberg report is they're kind of blaming more so the uh, boats and shipping system of China being impacted by this, which, once again, I would, I would kind of agree with. Right, right. exactly. Um, so here's uh, what PAX had to say. For those wondering what will become of the space Sony was occupying, PAX has stated that they will be updating the Expo Hall map at the end of this week, early next week, and expect the space to be to just be filled in with slightly more walking space. Other existing booths uh, slash other existing booths. So they might maybe just move things around. Uh, likely no new exhibitors. So if you're wondering, you know, is Bethesda going to show up? Uh, is somebody going to show up? It's unlikely. Yeah. And Bethesda has no reason to show up. That's for sure. Anyways, that is our coronavirus uh, news bulletin. Yep. <laughs> Moving on. The, wash your hands. Yes, wash your hands. Um, <laughs> it's, it's just a mess out there. You always want to wash your hands, right? Ah. No? Yeah, no? Oh, okay. Um, anyway, um, The Witcher got an update. Update three point six, and this exciting. is a this yeah. is a substantial upgrade. Yeah. Update. Um, a graphical quality update. Uh, that now, if you can, pause this podcast. Stop what you're doing. Watch a video on the the, the before and after type of thing, and you will certainly see. A different, even some still still frame type of stuff. You'll be able to see the difference in graphical quality. So they've added anti-aliasing. Uh, they've added um, what else did they add? They've always had the motion blur. Yeah. So they got uh, they got some. I thought they already had Bloom. I guess they adjusted Bloom uh, or made some graphical. Uh, oh, these are toggleable. Elements. Yes, exactly. so that's that's what they added. So to you, some you of these. can so, change it to your liking. Yeah, so you can enhance uh, the bloom effects. Uh, you can enhance the sharpening. I think what that probably is is just removing the anti-aliasing. Uh, depth of field, you can control that. Uh, depth of field for cutscenes, chromatic aberration, water quality, foliage visibility range. Uh, that's a pretty important one. That'll probably give a lot of uh, CPU or 
not CPU cycles. Actually, it actually would give both CPU and GPU cycles back. Uh, oh, and anti-aliasing is se uh, separate. separate from sharpen. So sharpen some other setting. Um, and then they've they've got like a bunch of other stuff. So they gave you some bells and whistles toggleables, which is pretty cool. Right. It, it is very cool. So they definitely put some work work into this. And um, not only that, they've also added PC uh, cross save cross save yeah. between Steam and GOG if you have that as well. So there is some cross save capability. The other consoles don't even have that. PlayStation doesn't have it. Xbox doesn't have it. Really? Right. Wow. Um, so we has it. We definitely has it. Yeah, so uh, yeah, there were some stability patches. It is if you're playing The Witcher and you haven't noticed any differences, I don't know. Wow, look at that! Yeah, it's it's like twenty percent higher on the frame rate. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm, mm -hmm. It's stable. They stay. Uh, they leveled it off at thirty frames. So as I was saying, if if uh, if you're playing The Witcher and you got this patch in, you're golden. If you're waiting for whatever reason about the witcher you thought it looked ugly whatever this is now the reason you should get it if that if yeah. you thought it looked, didn't look right it just runs better it not only does it run better but the overall graphical clarity mm -hmm. is sharper it's it's fundamentally better like uh they're they're using that dynamic resolution scaling mm -hmm. so it seems like that dynamic resolution scaling is resulting in a higher average pixel count which means a better quality image overall because it does certainly does not look as pixelated and by pixelated i mean blurry because the anti-aliasing will take all those pixels and make them all nice and blurry uh, so it looks less blurry than than what you would typically normally see. But they're also showing off this frame rate improvement with effects disabled. But am I wrong in saying that the the effects disabled still looks better than the standard? Well, I think the standard was showing bef kind of before type of stuff. All right, here, here's default, and here's disabled. Look, disabled looks better. Look, all effects disabled. Right, but that's with the new patch. Yeah. It's without the patch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what, that's what I'm saying. Like, oh, yeah. Default. No, wait. I think they're both on on the patch. I think... Oh, what it's showing... Okay, the yeah, video is showing is default settings. Yeah. Default settings by and default. And then everything kind of disabled. And then everything disabled. And the, the image is clearly sharper you get a you, better quality it's, disabled it's rendered at higher resolution i think the reason why is that you have disabled all the extra effects mm -hmm. and by doing that the post processing you freed, up, you freed up a lot of cpu gpu cycles which mostly gpu uh which allows the 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 graphical processor to sort of instead of dynamically uh scaling a lower rendered image to maintain a stable frame rate it's rendering a higher quality image because it has a little bit more overhead to work with mm -hmm. and you can clearly see it i mean just look, oh, look yeah, at the that, lines I mean, on this building over here right it's even like, the depth of field like you can see through a, a tunnel you can see wave back yeah, it's a little crisper yeah. it's like blurry disabled not blurry mm -hmm. or less blurry less blurry less with blurry. me everything is blurry so. Yeah, it's, it's definitely less blurry. <laughs> so it is a very substantial upgrade. Huh. And, uh, I, and I don't even see what effects are missing. That's the big thing. Like, I have no clue. I don't... You can see some, some pop-in, pop but I mean, in, yeah. that's... 
that's, that's normal for yeah, that's a lot of games. Yeah. Uh, the pop-in doesn't affect me unless it, as soon as I walk into, like, um, if I walk into a tree or something for unknown reason. Anyway, so yeah, The Witcher 3, Wild Hunt, update 3.6. Get into it if you weren't into it because you thought it might look ugly or whatever. It does not anymore. It looks no. fantastic. Yeah, it looks good. Next on the list, we have... Um, on March 31st, we have Operencia, the Stolen Sun, releasing on all major consoles except for Xbox. Nobody releases games on the Xbox anymore, apparently. Operencia, the Stolen Sun, is a first-person dungeon crawler. Um, developer is... Um, oh, this is old-school style. Yes, very old-school style. Is Zen Studios. You might recognize Zen Studios as the Pinball Wizards. They oh, yeah, um, yeah, yeah. Yep. They um when I met with them at E3, they showed they showed this off on the Switch. This looks good. Yeah, it looks it looks cool. And you're right, it it is definitely the old school first person uh style with the the combat and yeah. and everything. There's a really cool game uh they uh that I've been playing. Uh I haven't beat it yet, and they came out uh with a part two of it, which I haven't tried, but because I haven't beaten the first one yet. But it was uh, that very old school dungeon crawler, sort of you're moving in a grid uh, one yes, chunk yes, yes. at a time, but yep. it's in first person, yep. but you represent multiple characters in one single first person view. It's a little <laughs> weird, but uh, it's very cool. It's usually very uh, puzzly. And the big thing about those games is that they test your memorization skills. That's pretty much what the entire games are about. The puzzles are like... They're they're like memory puzzles uh, to a certain. So you degree. should have like a notebook on the side. Almost, yeah, yeah, it's it's almost to a fault for those games. The combat's like fairly uh, fairly basic and simplistic. But I kind of grew up with some of those games, right? So it's kind of I I enjoy them. And this looks like that, but it looks like they're doing some interesting stuff because the combat. It's a little more cinematic, except for the combat. But yeah, the combat definitely looks more interesting because there is uh, there are like rows going right. on here yeah uh multiple rows that the enemies can stand in so there's probably some positional stuff uh they have to be wary of and yeah so and i think it's the same sort of way where you have you yourself are multiple characters yeah. in a first person uh sort of view and it is coming out to the xbox i, I apologize xbox peoples you will also get to experience ah. Operencia. And it's got, uh, on average, or at least what they're advertising as their average, of, uh, of a great score. Yeah, a pretty, pretty good score. So yeah, Operencia by Zen Studios, March 31st. Moving on, we have Arafel, the Enhanced Edition, announced for PlayStation 4, Xbox, Switch, PC, iOS, and Android. This game is going to be on everything. Um, so in saying that... Um, what do you think about Arafel? Uh, I don't know yet. I reached out and maybe I'll get a key and I'll be able to talk more about it. But what I saw made me interested enough to actually reach out. Typically, I don't reach out. Uh, if I look at a game and it doesn't seem like it's, uh, I, I'll find it interesting. I won't ask for mm -hmm. anything. Uh, but this one does look interesting. Uh, the artwork, it looks like Super Nintendo graphics, which yep. is great. 
they pulled it off uh, pretty well on, on the sprite graphics. The characters are moving in that very traditional grid-based system. Let's see if they show. I'm looking at the trailer right, right. now. They're crawling. Now, um, <laughs> You're literally in crawling this, in a in dungeon. In this enhanced edition, there are different uh, enhanced features, I, I guess you could call it. Um, it is tactical combat. It is character-driven. It's an open world, which is... For a an RPG maker type of game is really kind of interesting to have an open world and, or even a turn-based JRPG to have an open world like this. Well, look at this uh, combat menu here. You got some you have some very basic stuff mm -hmm. and then that very last one. What is that? What does that say? Story mode? Story mode. I'm guessing that's just all right, just we don't want to fight. We just want the story. Okay, so it's a Get me out of combat. Get me out of combat. I just want the story, please. Okay. I'm guessing that's what that is. Oh, that's a little disappointing. I don't know. Maybe that's what it is. I, I don't know. Why would you ever want to have a weight option? Maybe there's a benefit to having uh, to... Over defend? Over... I don't know. I, they, have, they have defend, and then you can wait. Escape, I get. That makes sense to me, but... Mm -hmm. Wait? When you have defend, defend yeah. is waiting. Or maybe you can defer. But better. Maybe a uh, wait is like a deferring of a turn. Maybe there's some, some I don't know. Some I initiative no stuff. You you get the, the right heads up there. on the so next So you round. do have your turn order there. Maybe there's some benefit in waiting a turn. Uh, maybe, but uh, seeing, seeing this very basic menu, my hopes have kind of. Oh, God. Just a little bit. Just a little oh, bit. Oh, you were such a. Just a little bit. I'm, such a something. What? I. <laughs> anyway i am excited for this game i'm excited and you're excited for this game yeah the artwork looks cool the sprites yeah. look like sprite some of the, some of the monsters look really interesting yeah. um i think i think we're in for a good one and they're also the um stegosoft oh, wow. is also making another game called rise of the third power it stegosaurus? is not stegosaurus stegosoft stegosoft yeah, they're making a game um, after this one, so potentially this one is kind of helping that one out, uh, called Rise of the Third Power. And Rise of the Third Power is exactly what you think. It's kind of like your um, your world domination type of story. So it's really, really kind of... I, I read into it, actually. I was going to do some sort of spotlight series on uh, Rise of the Third Power, uh, but he, he got very busy into into working with this Enhanced Edition so you couldn't really sit down with me and talk about Rise of the Third Power. Yeah. And I feel like Rise of the Third Power is a little ways away now. Um, I but can imagine. they. It looks like they did a really good job defining yeah, this world. Right, because I think this was based off of an older RPG maker, and he had to really bring everything and update everything and all new tile sets and make new tile sets. So there was a lot involved in, yeah. in making this. So I am really interested in, in what he's got to offer here. Yeah, that's looking good. So overall, tactical combat, character-driven, mm -hmm. exploration. Yes, all the things we want. That's like that's like the perfect RPG, just to have, to have all those things it's, done well, you know? It's the checklist, but you got to make right. sure you land it on right. the checklist. Right, definitely a checklist. Yeah. All right, moving on again. Platinum Games teases a major announcement of, set for February 27th. What are they, what are they giving us? Mm. Wonderful. Are uh, they going to give us another Kickstarter project? Number, number two of the Platinum Four. That's what it's going to be. Maybe, well, uh, maybe number two and number three. 
What is? Oh, yeah, but what is Maybe that? What, what do they got or... to offer us? All right. So the twenty seventh is the Thursday of PAX, right? Yeah. I think that is Nintendo Direct Day. Okay, I would love that. Right, because Thursday of this week, right tomorrow, there's a an, direct. Right, there's an Animal Crossing, Animal Crossing game Nintendo specific direct. direct. And there was a rumor, I think in January or early this month in February, about there being two Nintendo Directs in a month. This month, right. one being Animal Crossing, which is true, and the other one being a more official, regular one. Right, right, right. So, this landing at the end of the month on the twenty seventh. And the potential for a Nintendo Direct. Maybe this coincides with a Nintendo Direct. Maybe. 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 What, what, you think they'll be showing us something new? Something old? It would, if something they show borrowed? something, it would probably be uh, Bayonetta. Because that's been like waiting mm-hmm. way too long to show new stuff on. That's been, what, sitting in the sideline for... For a little bit, yeah. A year? Yeah, not as and long as like Shimigami Tensei Five or something like that, but yeah, well, actually, was, just as long. It was it was announced. I think those were on the same direct. No, 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 because it was uh, Bayonetta Three was announced during. It's been two, almost two years, or it's been a little little over two years. Yeah, Bayonetta, SMT Five was, no, 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 was Sh- Shimigami was three years ago. Was it? That yeah, that was over. <laughs> it was uh, over three years ago. Wow. Okay. All right. It was like January three years ago. Was oh. Shimigami, and two years ago, December was Bayonetta. So it's a little over two years ago. Was Bayonetta three? It was during a uh, game award, game awards. Was it? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. So yeah, maybe maybe it is some um, uh, some Bayonetta. Um, I'm hoping more for that Scalebound remake or or something something to that effect. But you know, who knows? February twenty seventh is uh, going to be here soon, um, sooner than you know. Pretty much a week away. Yeah, and then a game I described as a game for you. Yeah. Um, and then when I showed you, you poo pooed all over it, and uh, you just one element you of it. <laughs> you didn't like it, so now you don't like the game. No, no, no. It 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 looks weird and quirky and different. So I am super excited Th- for it. That, and that's kind of it's it's a game I've never even like thought of you know kind of a real real time think of fire emblem but if it was real time combat uh can you like i mean uh, <laughs> that's not what i'm seeing there it's almost like uh geez it almost looks like they have like bullet hell elements in this all thing. right so it's a combination of things all yeah. right it's, it's a it's a combination um this is one step from eden this is the name of the game it's a combination of deck building uh roguelike and tactical and maybe your bullet hell in there yeah, well, the characters move around a whole lot. You know what? This and actually it's kinda, fast. It's a very yeah. fast-looking game. This kind of reminds me of uh, a, if you could call it turn-based, uh, a turn-based action combat system. Uh, but it kind of reminds me of, um, oh, what's it called? You use the stylus. RPG by Square. Amazing. RPG by Square. Amazing. Yeah, it was on a DS. Um, with the stylus. With the stylus, oh, you man. keep saying it that it takes place in Shibuya. Shibuya, I, I, I have no. Oh idea. my goodness! They ported it to Switch. <laughs> Why am I forgetting? With this? the stylus? No. Well, Okami? Yeah. No, no, not Okami. It's a a two D game. I, I don't know. Made by Square Enix. It's absolutely amazing. Oh, what was it called? Oh, this is gonna bother me so much. Oh my okay, goodness. Okay. Yeah, I honestly, um, I have zero clue um, what he's talking about, but that's what it reminds you of. All right. 
Well, I mean, there's a lot of frenetic action there. Uh, yeah, it kind of has your bullet hell type of type of action, but you got it? No, I don't no, have it yet. I'm, right. I'm looking for it. But definitely keep an eye on, on this one step ahead. It's It just looks really different. And that's kind of what I liked about it. And that's what I thought you would like about it, but you just you just hate it. You hate no, the game. You hate the I, I am super excited for it. It actually looks good. But it reminds me of a game that you can't even think of. That's that's great. That's great. Shibuya. It's, I, don't, I don't know. The, the world ends with you. There we go. Oh okay. my goodness. Jeez. There we go. So the world ends with you. Did you ever play this game? No, I never played that game. Oh, oh wow. This is probably if I had to pick a favorite Square Enix game that isn't Mario RPG or Chrono Trigger, mm -hmm. it would probably be this. Because really? this game was absolutely phenomenal. Absolutely phenomenal. Okay. Right. And here, let me just show you the combat of it. And that way you can kind of it's it's still very different. It didn't. Ha it doesn't have the grid, but like the fast intensity of it. Gotcha, gotcha, gotcha. Yeah. And instead of uh, cards, you had badges in this game. Badges. We don't need no stinking badges. I gotcha. So yeah, I mean a, a little bit of that. I could see. And bear in mind, a lot of this is a lot of like swiping and move around. It's very fast because you have to control all of this with, uh, okay. with your stylus. So it looks like one step ahead is one step ahead, and they've added kind of the deck building yeah. uh, type of stuff. And also, they looked like it was one side versus another side, whereas this one you kind of got a 3D space to fight in. Yeah, uh, yeah with yeah. The, the world ends with they, you. They okay. added a grid on on uh, the other game, uh, gotcha. whereas this, uh, whereas the world ends with you. Uh, it's a bit more free roaming, of, of free roaming, uh, 2d, almost like a beat em up environment. Right. Uh, you do have a party member. That's your party member over there doing stuff. And also the badges that you have, these are your abilities. It's sort of like your loadout okay. and you can change your loadout, uh, depending on the place. And you, do, you, you would do. just click on those when you want to, when they're, when you want to use uh, them. I forget. It's been a while since I've, uh, played the game. Uh, but some of them would, would act activate automatically okay. uh, and some of them would activate by tapping on them some of them would activate depending on the nature like a, a certain swipe of the stylus wow, a wow. certain direction uh if you like circle an enemy or whatever like certain things would cause certain abilities to activate so different ways of how you control the game would would affect the combat so it was a very awesome game very cool and they had like this whole like clothing thing i don't know why i'm talking about this game this game's awesome though. <laughs> anyway yeah one step ahead take a look at it i i think it's if you're looking for something really different i think that's that's kind of it that's that's really what you're what you want to yeah want to look into one step ahead anyways um kind of really really quick here marvel ultimate alliance 3 dlc pack uh launches march 26th and i think this is the fantastic four Hey, uh, cool. part part of the things um they can't make any movies with the fantastic four they're all terrible but we get them in the marvel ultimate alliance and they got dr doom yeah which is a character they cannot get right for whatever reason anyways oh, the, the character looks right and that little well i'm talking about i'm talking about the no, uh, I know, I know, uni yeah, hollywood yeah. Uh, movie yeah. universe well, it's because it's Fox, right? Fox owns it. Yeah, Fox owns it. But they, they did a decent job with some X-Men movies. So, I mean, uh, some. Some. 
X2 was decent. decent. Sure, sure. Uh, Logan yeah. is probably one of my all-time favorite movies. I absolutely love Logan. But how many attempts did it take for them to get Logan right? Oh, right? <laughs> look at took, all the previous Wolverine movies. Yeah, it took them a long. Yeah, all the Wolverine alone standalones are bad. Yeah. <clears throat> but anyway, um, so yeah, look for that on March 26th. Uh, Animal Crossing? Tomorrow. What is this? Nine in the morning. Nine a.m. Eastern time. Get you. Yeah. So that's even earlier for people on the left coast. It's, basically, I'm going to wake up and I'm going to watch myself some good old Animal Crossing. Oh, man. And it's you. a lengthy one, too. <clears throat> 25 minutes, roughly. Yeah. Yeah. I, now, do you think we'll get anything other than Animal Crossing? Uh, maybe no. like Amiibo. Oh. Oh. Or, side, if it's yeah. related. Yeah. Okay. If it's related to Animal Crossing, we'll definitely get Smash it. Fighter. No, I don't know. We, we, we I, got I, yeah, I think we're beyond that point now. But and it would be like, you know what? I can see it for Smash as a Spirit Board event. Okay. On the on the Spirit Board, I can definitely see them coincide it with that. All right. Uh, maybe a uh, me cosmetic, but I I doubt that Spirit Board. I can definitely see. Okay. So I think now with Amiibo. Uh, the, Here's the thing with Amiibo. DLC. With, uh, Mario Kart. Really? There we have uh, Animal Crossing level in Mario Kart. So they're going to have DLC just a bunch of carts? Oh, I mean, a bunch another of tracks? character, I guess. Okay. All right. I not, not tracks, but... Maybe tracks. Free tracks. That, that might be too big of an update. <clears throat> yeah. As a freebie, right? Right. As a freebie. Yeah. But with Amiibo, like, they just recently... Not recently, but... When Toys R Us died, so did all the Animal Crossing Amiibo. <laughs> so, I, I don't think we'll get any more. Unless it's really, really, like, I don't know. Like, substantial. Minutes. I don't know. But it is a that, very long time. That is a substantial direct. And people have been asking for it because, oh, we don't know much about the game, blah, 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 blah. Do you remember the times going back in, yeah, going back in the day when a game came out? And you knew like almost nothing about it. Yeah. <laughs> and you were just, just by namesake, you're like, all oh, right, Mortal Kombat, this is coming out or whatever. And you just, you got it because of, again, because of namesake. You didn't have all this stuff. I, there, you know, buyer beware sort of stuff. Back when I was a kid, I just picked up games because the box art looked cool. There you go. <laughs> and, and the game was probably, could have been yeah. terrible. There was, uh, what was it? Um, Towards the tail end of the Super Nintendo, they were promoting the Super FX chip. Uh-huh. With Star or, Fox. Um, with Star Fox and a couple of other games. I think Donkey Kong had it in uh, order yep. to do the, the enhanced the, the enhanced uh, sprite artwork that mm -hmm. was in there. Because it was generated off of 3D objects. So, it had like a higher quality fidelity to it. Instead of being uh, a more traditional thing. Uh so they were advertising that Super FX chip on certain cases, like uh, so Star Fox had it, I think Donkey Kong had it, and um, and that racing game, Stunt Race FX. Yep. Uh, but there was another game, uh, which was a fighting game called Rise of the Robots. Rise of the Robots. And I got that game because it had that stupid label, thinking like <laughs> I was getting a game because it had 32-bit graphics instead of uh, the traditional 24 or 16. 16, yeah. And uh, and yeah, that was a bad. So bad, yeah, we bad. we <laughs> us game. old timers bought games based on box art, or sometimes yeah. like. I had Nintendo Power, so sometimes Nintendo Power would have a small blurb about said game. But you're right. Basically, it was just box.
blocks are. Even when going to rent, because I rented a lot of games. Yeah. Going to rent a game, yeah. you just see there, you look at the back, and you got like four pictures of the game, of screenshots. You read the description, it's a paragraph, and you're like, okay, yep. I'll try it. Yep. And, and that's that's how it was. But hey, now we, you had the blockbuster. You had, it had like all the games there available for rent, and uh -huh. then you're just looking at each one, looking at the box art, right. looking at it, and just trying to make a decision based solely on that. That's all you had. Yeah, that's all you had. <laughs> and sometimes you got really bad trash. Right, right, you right. You're stuck with that trash for for a weekend. <laughs> <laughs> See, I I would always go to the mom and pop places. So sometimes they would allow you to switch them, um, if it was That'd be nice. yeah, if it was really bad, but. You know, um, yeah, those were the days. But, now we get like whole 20, 25 minute videos explaining the, the game. Th those are really good lessons, though, because though doing having that experience taught me very early on in life that I should seek professionals <laughs> to warn me about these very bad games. Yeah. <laughs> and that's why I started my EGM subscription way back when. Right, EG so you were an EGM guy, huh? I was an EGM person. I, was, I loved that magazine. I like EGM. I had I had them all. I had Nintendo Power, I had EGM, GamePro. Yeah. Um I had I had I had a lot of them. Um yeah, what can I say? We are all nerds at heart. Uh but yeah, that's coming out tomorrow. I kind of wish we were recording this a little later so we can talk a little bit more about it. Do you? Do you really, Mr. I hate Animal Crossing? I kind of wish we were doing this later so that Johnny could be talking about Animal <laughs> Crossing. All right, I'll say it. I don't like Animal Crossing. All right. Does that make me a You've bad never person? Played Animal I Crossing. I never played it because I have zero interest. And here's the reason why, okay? The reason why is because I hate doing work. Gaming in Animal Crossing is like work. Like Stardew Valley is work. My time at Portia is work. Like all those farming and life simulators is work to me. Is it is it work really? It's work. Like I I do that stuff. You know what's work? Divinity Original Sin 2. Get out of here. Get out of my Talking to all those NPCs, that is work. Is, like, do I no, really need to no. talk to this individual? I don't want I know I don't need to. I know that they're non-critical to the storyline, but there is a slight inkling that they might give me have, some clue that allows me to progress in a storyline. Listen, line. don't ever say that again. Okay. <laughs> Every side character in Divinity Original Sin is voiced and it and they matter. Okay. Sure, their voice and they matter. Still doesn't make it. Say it. And they matter. And they matter. <laughs> <laughs> um, so yeah, that's that's my thing with kind of those life simulation games, man. Uh, even Graveyard talk Keeper about matter. The side, the the animals and Animal Crossing, they matter. They don't matter. They can, don't can matter. You to me. Can you gift people <laughs> things, right? Can, in can, real life, yes. No, in 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 Divinity, can yes. You, can you, you can. gift it to them, and can, will they send you a letter in the mail? <laughs> <laughs> that thanks you for the wonderful gift that you you gave them. No, there is not. That is not available. That is not available. Exactly. Oh boy. Exactly. Get out of here. Anyway, even graveyard keeper. Like you're a graveyard keeper, and that was a chore. That was work. I'm all set. Some some games hit hit the nail on the head, and some don't. Whatever. Or some miss a little bit. But like, like people absolutely love Stardew Valley, and I tried it. I really did, yeah. really did try it. And I'm like, my goodness, I don't want to plant these crops every single day and tend to this farm. It's, it's not for you. Every single, it's right. It's not yeah. for me. It isn't for me. And but I understand Animal Crossing that. Animal Crossing is still very different from from those games. Yeah, it's a more more of a social. It's more like The Sims. Yeah, right. 
Yeah. Even The Sims. It's yeah. like Nintendo. Oh, The Sims is phenomenal. Don't oh. you dare. No, talk no, no, bad no, no. no. I played The Sims quite a bit, and actually, that was one of the very few games that my wife actually played with me. Was The Sims. Yeah, that game's awesome. We spent tons of time on that game. Yeah. That's my Animal Crossing rant. <laughs> my apologies if I've offended anyone. Um, so yeah, Atlas put out a. Um, uh, they actually uh, at first they had like a survey. They want fans to port bag. Basically, what it ended up being. Um, and do we really need to, at this point, port beg? Like, does this need to be a thing? Like, obviously, Nintendo fans want Persona 5. Yeah. They've wanted it since the inception of Nintendo Switch. Honestly, like... Well, all right. So, so this is from the communications manager uh, in Atlas. Uh, Ari... Whatever that... Last name is Ad Advincula. That's good guess. Advincula. Uh, so Ari uh, kind of made mention that hey, Persona could be a thing for the Switch if there's enough outcry and stuff like that. And this was after uh, Atlas, as you said, mm -hmm. uh, did the fan survey for hey, should we bring more stuff to the Switch? Yeah, like no kidding. Obviously. <laughs> <laughs> Obviously, Atlas, you're you're sitting on so many fantastic, quirky, very quirky emphasis on the quirk. You like the quirk <laughs> RPGs, and I love those quirks. Mm -hmm. Now, this is obviously their communications director, so it's kind of their job to hype this up a little bit. They're they're gonna uh, they're gonna want to do that, but I mean, really, do we really have to port beg in the, in these times, these the, this day and age? Like, well, yeah, yeah, we do. It worked. It did work. Yeah. It's worked in the past many okay. times. And most importantly, Operation Rainfall, thank you. Because oh. if it wasn't for you, Xenoblade never would have been a thing. Would have never been a thing here. Here. Yes. Here in the West. Yeah. Here in the United States specifically because it did hit the UK. Oh, okay. So it just never jumped the, or wait, the water? Wait. Um, I think it was they decided to bring it to the UK or to Europe. Um, and then they took the UK translation, pretty much did nothing else with it and brought it straight over to the, to the U S. Okay. So I think it might've hit the Europe region anyway, but we weren't getting it in the States cause they didn't want to go through the localization efforts because mm -hmm. it is a very big game. So they just took the UK version Fine. and brought that sure. over because we were complaining so much and thank you. Right. Because guess what? Keep them doing the localization because that original voice acting squad for Xenoblade, the first one, not the second, phenomenal. You don't like the the second one? Second one's all right. Second, you complained about it. What I, are you I, talking no, about? I complained about um, uh, is it Tor Tora? Yeah, he is the problem. Yeah, Tora. He is the problem. He's not bad. He is a big problem. <laughs> well, my problem was with uh, was with uh, Pyra and um, Mithra and Mithra. Yeah. They were right. They were decent. Yeah, they were right. But they weren't they weren't good. Right. Yeah. And also Rex. Rex was definitely bad. <laughs> <laughs> Rex is Rex was bad. He wasn't even he wasn't okay. He wasn't alright. He was just bad. I don't know. I thought he was alright. Anyway, uh, was uh, so Atlas wants us to port beg, and a lot of people just don't like port begging, but I don't care. Port beg. If it results in bringing uh some awesome games like Persona 5, well, Potentially awesome games. Right, right, Arguably right. awesome games. Uh, yeah, let's support Peg. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So we've had a few um, ratings done in, uh, is it Korea? South Korea? 
Where, where were these um, these games rated? Oh, what uh, country? South, yeah, I believe it is South, South Korea. Korea. Uh, I think there were a few, couple of RPGs there. I'm going to try to find that country. Korea. It just says Korean ratings. You're most likely South Korea. Yeah, most likely. <laughs> just saying. Um, I thought there were actually three games, but we have here Catherine, uh, Full Body, and XCOM 2. Yes. That's a pretty big name there. Yeah. So if this is indeed coming to the Switch. It's a cool thing because the 2K publisher is really jumping on board uh, because they brought well, uh, Civilization, right? Civilization is on Switch, uh, Civ 6. Mm -hmm. uh, and they probably brought some others I can't think of immediately. Uh, but yeah, XCOM 2. That's a that's that's like the one of the, the uh, like everybody compares it. Uh, strategy RPGs, tactical, tactical strategy right. RPGs. Every, yeah. That gets everything's XCOM like this. Like it's just like yeah, that's the the model. Well, yeah, the moment you have like combat with cover mechanics. So not just not just uh, that. There's also don't they doesn't XCOM have like a kind of a hub central? Yeah, it does yeah. have a, a big giant meta game to it where you have this base building thing. Right. You're managing sort of a bigger picture. Uh, Think of it like a corporation or, or an organization that has to do new research in order to uh, find uh, to discover like new armor upgrades, weapon upgrades uh, for your soldiers that you then deploy uh, into various parts of the world. And the various parts of the world that you're deploying onto, uh, you have to sort of pick and choose because there's multiple things that can be going on, At multiple bad time. assaults and stuff like that that's going on. And you have to sort of pick and choose which country you want to support and or give your support to. Uh, or at least this was in the first XCOM game. I'm not sure. I haven't played the second one, but certainly the second one is going to be based heavily on what on the events that happened uh, or the gameplay mechanics of the first one and then some. Right. So very fantastic stuff. If you ever played uh, uh, the Mario Plus Rapids Kingdom Battle. Yeah. Uh, that is XCOM. Right. But well, without more exploration base, mm -hmm. more sort of in in a level, continu continuing it further within that level. Whereas in XCOM, instead of uh, continuing in a level after the battle's done, you go you go back to the your mother base, base yeah. your base of operations. And there are a few games out there that try to replicate that, never, never to XCOM's kind of standards. Well, uh, you know, Final yeah. the tactics games in general kind of follow that, but they don't do like this bigger meta game to it. Right. It's more so carrying well, your war party. Right, and that's kind of the thing. That's what makes XCOM XCOM. I yeah. think is that that meta game you're talking about. Yeah. yeah. Um, but the other game I was thinking of, it, like I said, was Catherine uh, XCOM Two, and then Bioshock was the was the other one that was also also Two K. Yep. That's t it's totally coming. Like 2K is bringing, they're ramping up their Switch support. Mm -hmm. And guess what else 2K sits on? What? What is it? Oh, never mind. They don't sit on it. Okay. <laughs> what game were you thinking of? I'm not gonna say. It. All right. Let's next just move on, on the list yeah. is Digital Foundry tackles Metro Redux on the Nintendo Switch, and they say it runs. Pretty it runs good. pretty good. Yeah. Uh, dock resolution is 720, but uses some uh, temporal super resolution, which uh, gives it a better, sharper overall present presentable image. And weirdly enough, 
the portable also runs at 720. That is weirdly enough. Yeah. Usually you get that at like improvement or slight improvement um, being high. And maybe they're, you know, they're seeing how it'll run in docked mode at its release and then kind of improve upon things after the fact. Yeah. But they say that the performance overall is excellent. Pretty much 30 frames per second solid mm -hmm. uh, throughout the entirety of the experience. So you're not going to get any little hitches or anything like that. And the amount of dynamic resolution scaling uh, isn't really much of a factor unless you're playing the portable. But at that point, playing on a portable at a much smaller screen, you're not really going to notice the blurriness, if, if at all. Uh, and this is based off of the uh, current gen. Right, so uh, not the 360. It's uh, not a port of the 360. I think it's games. 360 or that era. Yep, it's a port of the Redux, the actual Redux version that came to the Xbox One and PS4. So Great. overall, they said pretty solid. And by the way, Digital Foundry also did a graphical presentation. I know we talked about it, of The Witcher 3, the mm, new patch. Right. So they do a show off between the differences between those two. they are kind of the go-to when you're looking for um really kind of nerd talk kind of deep diving into these that that, that type of information yeah. uh they are definitely the go-to uh so another game coming to the switch called cloud punk and be ready guys cyberpunk 2077 although it's been delayed has opened up a can of worms with this cyberpunk theme yeah. i think we're going to see a lot of games kind of delve into this which i'm fine with i actually don't mind um some cyberpunk stuff like some of the earliest stuff cyberpunk i played was uh shadow run um i unfortunately i only played the super nintendo version of shadow run i guess apparently the genesis one was better and totally different um but that's my early days of cyberpunk um even now like altered carbon i don't know if you've ever watched altered carbon on netflix uh no Fantastic show. Uh, fantastic show. I uh, can't re recommend that enough. Oh, Blade Runner. Blade Runner. That was... Uh, 20, uh, 2049? Mm -hmm. What was it? Um, I, was it 2049? The new one. Yeah, I, I don't remember Phenomenal what it is. Phenomenal film, by the way. Yeah, and you're seeing this kind of resurgence here. Yeah. Uh, Cloudpunk being one of them. Now, Cloudpunk is said to be uh, sort of like an open, open world. I believe that's what they say. Uh, but visually, it's got your neon lights. Uh, the way they describe it is, you know, just like with a lot of uh, cyberpunk corporations taking taking over. Um, now, it looks like the the city. It's almost like um, uh, what was it uh, Bioshock Infinite, where the city is in the clouds. But mm -hmm. I don't know if if it's an instance where the buildings are just. They're actually built from the ground, and they are so tall right. that they built a city. Uh, they built like above a, a transportation layer of the city above the clouds, or or in within the clouds itself. Now, there's a, a lot of the gameplay that sh that gets shown off is of the, of a car, basically, like you were saying, almost like an aircraft, kind of yeah. just traversing a flying then, car. Yeah, flying car, and then and then it breaks into kind of like a side scrolling type of view not really not much else is shown though so i'm kind of wondering what the actual gameplay is going to be like um you know is there battle mechanics what are the battle mechanics um what are the characters looking like what what exactly yeah. what else is going on here and there really isn't they, they say there's a diverse much. range of like androids and ai and humans but they're not showing that they're not showing it so, uh and they say that Every character has a story, and it takes place over the course of one night. The, the entire game? 
Well, that's what it says right here, right? All right. And in one, in the course of one night in, I guess that's the name of the city, everything will change. Well, we'll see. We, we need more, uh, honestly. But yeah. visually, it looks really, really cool. Uh, yeah, it's, it's voxel, I guess, or at least the title of it looks voxely. The actual gameplay, so there's the title screen, not title screen, but like the, the logo art, the sort of snapshot of the in-game, the, the, the prettied up stuff, potentially conceptual. Uh, and then there's the gameplay footage, and there is a difference. Oh, yeah. Oh, definitely. This looks way more interesting, this uh, title shot sure. over here, this little bull shot uh an old term uh, that i'm throwing out there uh versus this over here this in-game footage in-engine footage uh yeah it's um there is a key difference i mean it's also like this little tiny dinky little video at not good quality so maybe it is as voxely pretty looking with uh dynamic shadowing going on as uh the bull shot we need more we definitely need more we need more that that's for sure uh, Fire Emblem Three Houses has been updated to version 1.20. The DLC! The DLC is upon us. Have you played it? Cinder Chatters. No. No. Now, I don't plan on... Pl I don't have the DLC. I didn't, never planned on getting it. I just put so much time into that game. I really... I, I, I find... I've got so much other stuff to play. I really find it hard to get back into mm -hmm. it. Had they come out with this maybe a little sooner... I think maybe it would have, I would have jumped on that. It's just, I can't do it. I, I think they actually released it within a very reasonable time. It hasn't even been a year yet, mm -hmm. and they released their big, all of their DLC that they said that they would for the season pass. And for a game like Fire Emblem, yes, it's very, very lengthy, but the replay value of it is super high. You, you beat the game just once, you you know after beating it that you can play the game again right and if you were to even if you were to beat it again a second time you know you can do it again because well, well, this is three houses mm -hmm. not one or well two now houses. we got we got three and three a quarter and a half. <laughs> yeah. but but here's the thing though like yeah i can certainly play as a different house that's that's not the issue but essentially the only thing that's changing is some of the story beats um, uh, no, no, no. This, this. I'm not talking DLC. about the DLC. I'm oh, talking okay. about if yeah. I was to just replay it without any DLC. The only thing that's changing in the story beats. The gameplay is essentially the same. So that is still kind of yeah. repetitive. So I, I couldn't imagine playing a game for 300 hours, basically, um, or 100 hours. Say, let's just say each story, each um, house is about 100 hours. Well, the, that's why I think the best way to do it is in subsequent or even your first playthrough, just turn the, the difficulty all the way down to as easy as possible. To just blast through, to, blast to get through, through the story. To, yeah, well, not to get to experience the story and to get through the combat. Yeah, yeah. Because uh, the first time through, right, get that combat challenge, right? It's it's awesome combat. But after, at the end of playing one playthrough, like you got your fill of that combat. System, right, right, right. Right. It's not really well, changing up too much. Right. But that's kind of my issue is just I, I don't want to have to replay that entire battle system because it is very repetitive, which is the only yeah. drawback I thought was in that game was the, the, the battle mechanics were just very competitive or the, the battles. Yeah. Yeah. Um, which is why I say turn down the difficulty when you want to step into. Uh, 
this DLC and another playthrough. Uh, this DLC you can access separately. Yeah. Uh, mm-hmm. And then once you beat this DLC, those characters, uh, the, what was it, the Ashen Wolves, mm-hmm. will appear as recruitable characters within the main playthrough whether it be your new game plus or or your original playthrough as long as you haven't gone past part one which is pretty cool yeah that's awesome but i think for the most part like without starting over everyone has kind of passed part one no also don't disregard like this this was a season pass of dlc so you did as playing through this game you did get some nuggets some useful bits of dlc sure playing through the game but something is pet the cats and, <laughs> and feed the dogs some fish and but stuff something like as substantial as this you you would you would have wanted that kind of earlier on but i don't i'm not saying that they they would have done that or should have done that no. but that's kind of how i how i would want it i would want something like this a little earlier on because the chances are like i said people are past that part one yeah, and this is kind of either their second playthrough, or they're just this is a standalone. Yeah, this is certainly for a second or third playthrough, and it is a standalone. So no matter what, you can still access it separately, and you never have to go through a second playthrough if you don't want to. Right, you can just, exp- but it, it it's not worth the season pass price to just play an eight to ten hour. Bit, I think it bit is. of it. I think it is. You think so? Well, I just think overall, if you look at the Fire Emblem Three Houses game as an overall package, yep, they, I got my money's worth. Okay, and I still bought the DLC, and I still think I got my money's yeah. worth. Yeah. Oh, I definitely, much. you know, it's definitely worth the sixty bucks I, yeah. I put put into it. Actually, more than that because I bought the uh, the the special. Do they have a special edition on that? Uh, they did. Yeah. Yeah, I, I have that. I have it. Mm. It's nice. It's good stuff. I got the Walmart discount. <laughs> the $10 off day one thing. Nice. That was pretty sweet. All right. So, yeah, look into that Fire Emblem DLC. Famitsu Awards Persona 5 Scramble a what score? 36 out of 40. That means all four reviewers gave it a 9999. This is actually getting a lot of people's attention. Um, that is a pretty good rating. For a game that really no one wanted. <laughs> no one seemingly wanted. Well, yeah, no one seemingly wanted. But now people are kind of jumping into it a little bit. Now, this is one of those, um, if you're not familiar with it, Persona 5 Scramble the Phantom Strikers is one of those Misu uh, types of games. So your Dragon Warriors, your Hyrule Warriors, your Fire Emblem. Seemingly. Warriors. Seemingly it's um, one of those, but in actuality. But, you're right. It's a little more um, RPG influence, would you say? Way more. It's it's certainly an action combat system. Sure. But you have party members. Ooh. You're fighting enemies. It's uh, it's almost like a uh, hacky slashy. Oh yeah, that's almost. kind of the uh, the the brand there. Yeah. yeah. Uh, but not with at least some of the gameplay footage I saw. It didn't have like gratuitous amounts of enemies being thrown at you. Uh, maybe I was looking at a boss fight. Let me pull up some video. <laughs> but I mean, in 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 all regards, though, the, these these types of games aren't really something that I'm interested in. Um, although I we were just talking about this kind of beforehand, I am interested in getting Hyrule Warrior Warriors for the fact that it is kind of Zelda related, and I think I would maybe like it because it's got Zelda characters, and I can and I know the characters. But for, for something like this, I think it's if you know the characters, this is going to be something that's kind of way right or right up your alley. Well, also the uh, 
apparently what I heard is that apparently what I heard is that this story of Persona 5 Scrambled is actually a sequel to the events that happen in Persona 5. Oh, well, there you go. Okay. So it's it's actually I, I, I hopefully you don't have to play through the original Persona 5 because right. that wouldn't make any sense uh, on the Switch version. Mm-hmm. But look at this. It has the uh, the whole uh, you have a house kind of thing. It has this little hangout hub area elements to it. Uh, a lot of this is in Japanese, so I don't know what's going on, but it looks like that's an item system, an inventory of sorts. Uh, let's see if we can get some combat stuff going on over here. Oh, man, these menus are going fast. I see some levels, some experience, the different damage types going on here, uh, skills uh, that you're going to be acquiring. So kind of bottom line is don't sleep on this. Maybe there it'll we be, go. Maybe that looks sort of boss level, boss-ish. Those aren't bosses, though. Those are not bosses. No, those okay. are not. Those are just regular enemies that you will fight as you go through certain dungeons. Okay. Uh, so it looks like you got locked into a combat arena-esque amount. Uh, locked is a harsh word, though. I don't think you were actually locked, but they, this car- this player seem- seems to have just stood there. Look at that. The camera's uh, nice. This world actually looks kind of cool. It looks hmm. actually more interesting than Persona 5 itself. It looks like Tim Burton, uh, like a Tim Burton world to me. What I'm saying is uh, how it's sort of laid out. Oh, I gotcha. Because the world in in persona five was just it wasn't as well put together i, I went through the castle environment one uh that dungeon and it was kind of meh okay uh as far as like control of your character running around through it uh let's see you got you got your health you got your sp which is your mana essentially your skill points uh you're doing group based stuff you have your four party members this is looking good. Okay. Look, the other party members are around. You can see them on the mini map. You getting it? Uh, no. <laughs> I don't know. If, if it reviews really well, I might check it out. Okay. I All might right. check it out. Maybe wait for sale for you. It's looking good, though. All right. It does look, uh, yeah. like I said, I'm generally not into those types of games, but this is very, it looks a little different. You do not see, I there so far, we haven't seen any, like, it 100 just like, enemies on screen. No, it so. just looks like any other action combat, action action RPG. Yeah. To me. Absolutely. Uh, so, yeah, very cool. And it's it's being reviewed pretty, pretty well. Um, and this kind of, like, links into their uh, survey with potential switch ports um, setting kind of, you know, with what we would, we had talked about earlier, basically they sent out a survey, all that port yep. bagging type yep. of stuff. Anyway, we're moving on to a listener question. This is from Hedge Knight Mike on yeah. the Discord server. Um, what are you most looking forward to getting a first look at slash hands on experience from PAX? He's got two questions. That's part one. Hmm. You, I, I know what you're most looking forward uh, to. What what? Probably uh, Boulder's Gate. You got me. You got me. Is it? Oh, yeah. Did I mail it? No, well. Or that, Trials of Mana. I was going to say, it's 1A <laughs> and B. It's Trials of Mana and Larian Studios with Baldur's Gate. Um, and I was actually on the fence. Now, I did play uh, Wasteland 2. Wasteland 3 is going to be be there. Um, ah, man, I had a tough time with, with, with Wasteland 2, but Wasteland 3 just looks a little bit better. So I As it kinda, should. I, yeah, I, I, so I'm kind of interested in what they've got to show us. So that was another one, but it mostly it's Trials of Mana 
and Larian Studios with Baldur's Gate mm. 3. Nice. What about you? Uh, I have no clue what no I'm looking clue. forward to. You've been too busy planning. Yes. Yeah. Uh, I'm looking forward to players playing my game. Yes. Uh, but other than that, uh, I am I am looking forward to indie, the indie section. Yeah. Whoever it is. That's actually, that is really one of them. If you're going to PAX and this is kind of your first whatever trip there or whatever don't go in line for the big games yes they're really fun and exciting but you're wasting just so much time like get on the indie floor get in the smaller games area you get hands-on all almost instantly yep and you talk to the actual people who made the game yeah like you go play final fantasy 7 remake yeah it's cool and all that game's coming out in a month. And you get to talk to nobody who cares about the game. You get to talk to people who they just hired off the street, basically, to kind of run the ropes. Um, but you go play, you know, something by a smaller developer. You're actually talking to the people that made the game, who are very passionate about the game, who want to connect with you in, yeah. in a way that is so very different than one of these, one of the other guys at the bigger um, the bigger developers. So, yeah, that's just the, the, way, the way to go. Without a doubt. Yeah, absolutely. So that that is what I'm looking forward to is just finding the next like awesome game that I can really get into. I think a couple packs ago, maybe like three or four packs ago, uh, I played Chasm oh, yeah. for the first time. That was uh, I think um, that's on uh, the Switch as well. Yep, yep. Uh, and that was just awesome. That was it because I think I knew about it or played the pc demo because it was a kickstarted game and yep. there was like an initial pc demo many many years ago and i played it, i'm like oh procedurally generated castlevania yeah this mm-hmm. is gonna be awesome and and then i got to play it in packs and talk to the the person who made it right and, <laughs> and that's the cool thing again um another story to kind of uh hype on that is um axiom verge I remember yeah. when that game was initially uh, thought of, or whatever, you had the developer, the one dude who initially developed everything, at, at kind of a makeshift table. Yeah. Um, he was, it was basically a pull up table, and he had his game running on a TV, and um, that was it. And you were actually talking to the guy, you know, the one dude who made, who made that game. And now he's kind of. It's kind of he's a little like a iconic, I think, at this point. Like people, yeah. everyone knows what you know Thomas, what he's done. Tom, Tom Hap, Thomas Hap. There you go. Like See? See what uh, I mean? And he's working on Axiom Verge too. Yep. And he got that on a Nintendo Direct, indirect, yeah. right? As I think the finisher. Yeah. That's awesome. That is awesome. <laughs> From a dude who was sti- sitting at like a, a makeshift picnic table, um, I don't know, maybe six years ago, whatever it was. Uh, um, so, yeah, those are the, the opportunities that you just yeah. really don't want to miss out on. The game, all the games that that you wish, like, hey, Nintendo, why haven't you made uh, a true, whatever, F-Zero game or, or a true, like, Punch-Out game or a true uh, Star Fox game? They're getting made just by not by Nintendo. Exactly. The indies pick up the slack. If you ever want to play, for example, uh, Mega Man Battle Network. Oh, yeah. All right. There was an indie game that we just looked at not too long ago, which was inspired by Mega, Mega Man Battle That was Network. the one step ahead, right? That the, was the one step ahead, yeah. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah there you go. They, you, these indie games fill in that those those voids. Absolutely. Um, so, yeah, thank you, uh, Mike. Oh, I'm sorry. He had another question. What limited edition paint job do you want for the Switch and Switch Lite? Uh, we just got an Animal Crossing one um, for the OG and the the coral pink color for the light was shown, but he wants a Zelda 
or Metroid themed. You got to get more specific. You can't just say Zelda or Metroid and not get into the details of that. Because we did get a Zelda themey, I think, what, Pro Controller? Or, yeah. or the grip, Joy-Con grip? It, it was um, it was all stuff kind of done by Power A. It wasn't really, I mean, uh, it, it was official. licensed. Yeah, okay. it was licensed by Nintendo, but it wasn't officially Nintendo. So, I mean, for controllers, pro controllers, you have Xenoblade, you have uh, some Splatoon, um, you have uh, Smash Brothers has a pro controller as well as a GameCube type of type of thing. Um, For consoles, you have a a little bit of different ones. Uh, You have Dragon Warriors in Japan, you have Monster Hunter in Japan, Uh, you have this different one, uh, recent one. a, A Smash one. Yep. Yep. Um, but those, I mean, those were just really like etchings. This is like the first real different one uh, with Animal Crossing. This is like the dock is different, the controls are different, everything is different, uh, which yeah. is kind of what I want. I want it to look different. I don't want just kind of an etching you can kind of see in the back. You know, I want something that looks really cool, yeah. stands out from a crowd type of thing. I don't care so much for the light. So whatever it is that I pick, it's going to be for the OG. The OG. Yeah. And what do you what do you want? What, you're designing this thing. What what do you want? So I think I think the uh, the dock, you can put imagery on that. Oh. Whereas the Joy Cons, you okay. got to go a little bit more yep. conservative. Uh, and then obviously the Pro Controller, you're doing the handles and maybe a little bit of a graphic onto the main you know core of the of that gotcha uh but uh i mean the first thing i said to you was metroid prime Prime. something metroid prime related so i can easily see like uh you're doing the orange e red ish Mm -hmm. uh sort of samus colors right Uh, so when they when they show us a little bit more metroid prime um we can get a a true like kinda. like var- varia suit kind of colorization. I, w- I wouldn't mind like the zero suit Samus color, that, like that neon type of blue that Ooh, she has there, yeah. that shimmery blue. You know what? You know, I don't even think it's going to be that. It's going to be fusion colors. Fusion. Oh, purple. Yeah. Is that purpley and no, it's it's and uh, gold? green and yellow. Oh. Or or like teal. It's like teal. That's and hideous. Yellow. Nah. But, but like a, a slight green yellow. No. Ah, the fusion You're, suit's amazing. You know what? I would love to have that. You've been fired from fired, de- fired from deciding colors on on consoles and what? docks. You're fired. It's just what it is. Right, but you know what my second one was, which I told you earlier. Right, and this is kind of the one I agree with. Yeah. Is a fully gold speckled like golden Joy Cons, golden dock. Maybe maybe an etching in like black or whatever of the Triforce, just Zelda style. All yeah, just Zeldafy the thing. Yeah, mm-hmm. just gold cartridge, but switch dark. Dark. <laughs> Done. Yeah. Bingo bango. We don't have to think about it anymore. Put a Triforce in it, Master Sword somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. There was actually a, I, I forget where I saw. It. I think it was on Twitter where uh, someone had made um, a switch stand and it it was sitting in a rock with the master sword behind it so if you look, if you remember the like that special edition that came with um, breath of the wild it was similar to that that thing but the 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 um, the switch sat on it so it was just a switch stand my thing is you make that rock the dock and you're putting it in there Ooh. with the master sword and you got the silent princess flower right there 
That's that's what I want. So you just have a brand new molding. Yeah, I don't the want dock. the plain. I don't want a plain dock. I want like I want something that like the dock is made out of a rock or, oh. or something. Oh, if we can do that. Oh, oh, I can do that. All right, then then I'm changing <laughs> my answer because my dock is going to be a Chozo statue. Oh, jeez. And you put the switch inside of it, like, <laughs> that, and the Chozo is holding on to it. That that's actually, my dock. That would actually be cool. So we we actually we we Hedge Knight Mike and us we all have the kind of the same the same ideas um but mine was a little i want i want the different molding out of this thing and just putting it in there yeah, yeah. i want my aliens inspired like, chozo statue right now my it, switch. because i mean if you're gonna make me put this thing on my console this ugly looking it's got no 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 like it doesn't look like anything if you're gonna make, it looks like a toaster. It's stupid. I don't want a toaster on my entertainment center. Give me something that looks freaking <laughs> visually cool. And you pick a rock. I pick a rock with a master sword behind it. Yes. Okay. <laughs> yes, that's what I pick. Well, wait, has there ever been a Zelda game where it was just a rock? It's not just a rock. No, yeah, that's what I was getting at. It's, it's, a, it's actually like a, a shaped stone. Right. Like, like a carved, almost like a marbled right. and the, you stone. Know, the, so, yeah. so it's not like a regular rock. Right. You're saying a regular rock. No, no, But there's no. never been a Zelda game where it was just a regular rock, right? No, no. All right. So why are you saying regular rock? I'm just saying like, you know what I'm talking about. So I, a stone, uh, like a pedestal. Could be a pedestal. A, a, I mean, shaped. it could, maybe, why, why couldn't it be just a boulder or something? Because that would be like Sword in the Stone <laughs> and not Zelda. All right, fine. Give me a pedestal. Uh, fine. That'll work just fine. Okay. <laughs> but anyways, my, my point is, you know, give, give me some flair on the actual dock. I mean, colors are perfect. I, I don't mind. I don't care what color you put it in. Give me some Doc Flair. Yeah. Doc Flair. Hashtag Doc Flair. Anyway, thank you very much for those questions. Oh, you know what else it could be? Oh, here we go. What do you what do you, you've been fired. Am I gonna rehire you? It could be <laughs> Yoshi and you socket the switch into Yoshi's back so it's the switch is riding. The dock is <laughs> the dock is Yoshi see, and the switch is riding on Yoshi's see, back. See, we got the we got the creative juices flowing. Oh, there man, are it's so going. so many ideas. It's so going, yeah. There's so many ideas here we could we could do. Um, again, Mike, thank you for the questions. We got some upcoming RPGs. We have February 19th, which is today. 3000th duel this is kind of uh very much reminds me of uh, salt and sanctuary sanctuary yeah uh it's got that it's a platformer with a very souls-like manipulation of your stats yep um and metroid-esque metroidvania yeah so there's exploration. right so there's backtracking that that sort of stuff in there we do actually have some gameplay on our youtube account um i think it's about 20 minutes of gameplay i I know that because I just tweeted it out not did that long ago. It? I did. So, yep. what did you think of Three Thousand Duel? I actually, I didn't, I didn't mind it at all. Um, I think it's got. I didn't put a, a lot of time into it because I basically recorded it for the pr yep. uh, preview purposes. Um, but I think it's got a lot going for it. Um, did it feel solid? It definitely felt solid. Yeah, it feels like it's gonna. It would be a good game if I progressed with it a little further. Awesome. Yeah, I, I think it's a good game. Next, we have Last Encounter, which I think we are we are reviewing. Um, I'm trying to remember what this game is. It, oh yes, it, we did actually already reviewed it. Oh, we already um, got a score. Yes, we have a score. I don't know what Evan gave to it. I'd actually have to look look back and see. Um, but it is kind of 
This is very light on the RPG um, me is mechanics. It is, a, it is a twin stick shooter RPG. Um, there's, there's no animation. Oh, it's because I have a pause. <laughs> <laughs> um, there we go. Yeah, it's a, it's a twin stick shooter RPG um, that uh, I, I, I think he had trouble finding a lot of the RPG mechanics into it. Now, a lot of these developers and publishers, they'll, they'll put tags on the Nintendo Switch eShop for RPG. And I think that oh. just drives a lot of a lot of traffic towards them for them. And that may have been the case in it here. Is, it is a very popular genre. Although, I, I'm, I'm actually kind of a fan of, uh, of these style games. Uh, <laughs> you know, space shooters, uh, but with customization. It looks like this one's big on multiplayer, too. Mm -hmm. um, and, like, weapon upgrade systems and stuff like that. Like, I, I like that stuff. That stuff's cool. Yeah. I, I, I don't see the RPG, but... No, and, cool. and I, I again, I don't know what Evan gave for for a score, but I think that's a this game's around says it right there, fifteen dollars, uh, and that's February twenty first. Another February twenty first title is Night and Plus. If you Night want a Link to the Past clone, you want to play Night and Plus. This game, um, as soon as you see screenshots of it, you're looking um, at a <laughs> Link to the Past clone. It is without a doubt that. So I'm not sure what other play style it is oh yeah <laughs> but that's what it is night and plus oh look at that overworld it almost has like a mario 3 not mario 3 super mario world overworld oh that sword swinging is so slow <laughs> eh. Eh. night and plus so then we have february 21st a game that's a little bit different than I, I think we've ever talked about here, uh, called Seal Fledge, a daughter-raising simulator. Interesting. We are covering this on the website. Um, I think Ali is covering this. This is basically... <laughs> it's, it's what I said. It's a daughter-raising simulator. So it's kind of like you're having conversations with people. And as you're having conversations with people and and you're raising your daughter, your choices influence how your daughter comes out or is. So it's got a pretty kind of cool art art style. Um, I, I think it's um, uh, maybe the cinematics are better. <laughs> the art, the art style is. Uh, it's not that good. Well, it's not bad though. That's the big no, thing. No, it's not bad. And it does. They do tie it very well with the UI. So the UI actually does look good. Uh, if if fit, collectively it fits mm -hmm. the character designs and and the quality of those characters, not so good. Well, here's my thing with the the characters in the Oof. game. Oof. There's a lot of mix and matching. So you'll have one anime style, and then you have a chibi style, and then you have a different style. So there's a lot of different different styles in one game uh, well all right so that that's sort of the presentation of a character but if you look at like the artwork it's uh the the types of colors being used the line work uh that's defining the silhouettes of the character as well as the detailing of the character the thickness of that line work the color of that line work the how the lines itself are not um uh, they are 
they are textured in in a very slight degree and that textures apply to the shading of the characters mm -hmm. and of the environment too so it it has been done in a holistic art style way uh it's not like great for character design or anything like that and it is on the simpler side but holistically it's, i think it's pretty well executed okay i just wouldn't praise it no, I I wasn't praising it. Oh, okay. <laughs> no, I wasn't praising it. I was just it, it's it's not a game um I've ever seen something. I've never seen a game like this. Before. This reminds me of the Newegg uh way back when. Newegg.com? Yeah, Newegg.com when they had a, a whole bunch of is Newegg? No, not Newegg. Uh <laughs> Newgrounds. Newgrounds. Uh, I, I thought we were buying PC parts. <laughs> okay. I had no idea what was going on. Uh, it's been forever since I went to Newgrounds, but Newgrounds it was a whole lot of like um sim games like like this where you are i mean this screams sim game stuff where you have a character now a lot of those were like dating sims were very popular on on uh new grounds where you would have a character and you would level up your stats however that may be but you only had a certain amount of time or a certain amount of actions that you could do in a day. So those time management mm -hmm. on a day-to-day -day basis, and you'd grow your character over time by doing different activities according to however you do, and you'd interact with individuals, uh, being a dating sim, uh, you'd interact with those individuals and, and develop a relationship, and it would take multiple days, multiple iterations to build up a relationship uh, with them, etc. So th they're actually very fun, very addictive, <laughs> little tiny uh, games. I played quite a few of them. Okay, maybe this <laughs> will be reason. would be up your alley. Well, if it's in that style, obviously not a dating game, a daughter <laughs> raising uh, sim. Uh, so different, and it looks like they have like some different. I don't know if this is a mini game that pick, we're seeing here. Yeah, pick your classes and hobbies. There's actually some sort of battle. Yeah, there's like something going on. Training maybe. Yeah, like a puzzly battle system to it. Hmm. Um, Check yeah. it out. Maybe it might be something you're into. I don't know. Um, February 25th, Rune Factory 4 Special. Again, this is one of those too much work simulators for me. I understand that people absolutely a lot love of people game. are yeah a lot of people are going to be very excited for this game, um, and we are reviewing it. Ben is uh, reviewing it right now as we speak. You can find a first impressions article on SwitchRPG.com. Uh, again, that's February twenty fifth. Have you played I, any of these Rune Factories? I games? haven't played any of the Rune Factories. Um, I'm 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 aware of them. It's just. Uh, Look at like they, we're watching a video. It, They're planting crops. My big thing it. was they weren't Harvest Moon. Oh, okay. So, and well, then, well, guess what? Harvest Moon may never come. No, I, look, Harvest Moon now is is Rune Factory. Yes, but at yeah, I I never got into. I never grew up with Rune Factory. I grew up with Harvest Moon. So. I gotcha, gotcha. Well, it's time to grow up. Okay. No, no. Again, I, look, I don't need to play Rune Factory because Stardew Valley is just so phenomenal. Well, it looks like this is a little more attack. Well, there was yeah. A... This one is more about the dungeoneering, exploration, crafting system of that. There is the farming elements, which you can sort of you can harvest some of the animal, uh, the monster parts that you get with that. It is it is look. Stardew Valley does this stuff too, except Stardew Valley is not as combat intensive as Rune Factory. So if I had to say where Rune Factory would have a leg up, it would be on the combat. Right. 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 So yeah, that is February 25th. Another February 25th title, Mega Man Zero uh, ZX Legacy Connection Collection. Didn't this come out already? 
I don't think so. Uh, this is coming out on the 25th, Johnny. That's what my iPad says. That okay. is, but man, I could have sworn these Mega Man Legacy collections. Oh, there are so many uh, Mega Man uh, collections. Um, and I'm going to be honest, I don't know how this falls into the RPG category. Because <laughs> um, advancement? Well, Mega Man, actually, if you think about it, there is character progression in Mega Man. Yeah, I, I mean, with the every time you defeat a boss, you get their ability. Yeah. Uh, whatever. Anyway, that's just... But there's no there's no NPCs. There's no one to interact with other than Dr. Wily. Uh, not true. It is very true. No, it is very true. <laughs> yeah, you're right. Um, for another February... Why is that showing up? I have no clue. Another February 25th title is Broken Lines. This is a World War II strategy tactical rpg oh no trailer no trailer no trailer shame on you um but i mean i i don't know if it's got i don't know if it's got the overworld like xcom does again these all all these definitely tactical yeah all these games get get brought into the xcom category i don't know if it's got that sort of overworld um but it's definitely a you know a tactical strategy rpg in the world war ii oh oh they, I think they call it alternative World War II. Ugh, these graphics are bad. They're they're different. Why not just go with 2D art instead of uh, bad 3D? Well, they went with almost like a comic book or kind of you know character character caricature. Yeah, and they could have applied that throughout the rest of it with uh, some nice little sprite work, but instead they went with like very low poly. I think this is probably like a. I think this is a port. Of a mobile game. It's a possibility. Because just seeing very low poly 3D objects just screams uh, mobile port. It's a possibility. And they definitely have the art, the 2D art talent, because the character artwork, right. the portrait The artwork, conversation artwork, yeah. yeah. It looks good. looks really good. It's just when you get into the actual field, the actual battlefield, it looks mm. a little... Something looks off. It needs a little more detail there, maybe. It does look like there's a little bit of a metagame to it, too, because you have to worry about, I guess, uh, your squad composure. You can you have some salvage and some supply stuff, so maybe there's some resource management. Some some of the metagame is resource and squad composure, whatever that means. Uh, some management of that. And there's certainly an inventory. Mm -hmm. uh, and then you go into sort of tactical combat. Ah, yeah, this could be a good game. We'll see. Yeah. And then next on the list yeah. is... Um, I'm not sure what to make of this game. Wanderlust! Wa is it Wanderlust? Or Wanderlust. Wander Wanderlust. I'm not sure what it is, but essentially it looks like a giant commercial for like a travel agency. So I don't know what what this is. <laughs> what? I'm going to be honest with you. Um. There's an airplane. So basically, you're you're traveling from area to area, and you're. <laughs> I, I, I don't. I don't. Not even... actual gameplay footage. They just took like commercial footage, like B-roll footage. <laughs> They're using it in their trailer. Obvious. Yeah. What is this? Like drone footage. This is crap. No. Look. Look at the uh, the screenshots. There is screenshots here, if you can, please. Here, here's some gameplay here. Oh, oh, that's cool looking. Right, but I don't know what. what okay, it's it, such a misleading trailer. It, very misleading. If you can, what 
is this? Pause. You're essentially traveling, and and you said you it showed you had like fatigue and everything. I don't even I don't even know what to make of this. It's called Wanderlust Travel Story. So I it's think a it's a. Uh, I think tourism you, simulator. Yeah, yes, that's basically what it is. Like, yeah, it's you're you're basically going from place to place, and your experience. So, for example, there's the the beginning. You go to um, Antarctica, and then you go. You experience stuff there, and, and I don't even know what exactly you're experiencing. It is a game I've never seen anything like. It's almost like more of a text RPG. It is a lawsuit waiting to happen. They <laughs> lifted so much, so much, so Stock many photos, footage. like actual photos. They have lifted from. They they did some heavy googling. Uh, there's story elements in here. This is like a, this is an adventure game. It's not an RPG. It's a it's like a classic adventure, but presented in a very cool way. I like how they presented it. Um. It's almost like brochures. You're looking at travel yeah, brochures. Yeah. It's really you got like story stuff, uh, sort of descriptive text as to as to your adventure. There is some potential. Did, did we see dialogue choice? Yes, there was some dialogue choice there. Uh, not in these screenshots though, but it looks like there's some very basic dialogue choices of how you want your adventure to continue. Um, it's I've, I, it's very light. Very light. It's very so, light. Wanderlust travel stories. Take a peek at that one. They and, better have some really good lifted like, uh, screenshots. What I also want to know, um, I'll have to look uh, maybe at some other trailers. Maybe there's some other gameplay trailers. Like, is is there voiceover um, it, on that? Like on those that that text there? Oh yeah, yeah. If it's uh, voice acted, yeah. yeah, that would be that would be really uh, really cool. Yeah. But I don't know. I have no idea. It's interesting. Uh, the presentation is cool. Yeah. Just from that alone, I would I wouldn't fault people for checking it out at all. Check it out. It might be something you like. That's yeah. February twenty seventh for Wanderlust Travel Stories, and then we move on to kind of our main topic area. You. Now you brought up the story that Disney wants game developers to reimagine some of its franchises. Yeah. And by Disney wants, what that actually means is Disney went in front of a whole bunch of people at DICE uh, and at the 2020 DICE Summit and tell, told everyone, all the, all the game developers, this collective of game developers that were there and said, hey, uh, Disney wants more video game representation of our franchises. So uh, why don't all of you kind of reach out to us? It was sort of like, uh, what company did this? There was a couple of companies that said, hey, we want to expose ourselves more. I, I, I think Nintendo kind of said this. Yeah, about, uh, well, the, the, the opposite way, though. I think they were approaching Hollywood yeah. with, and waiting for some ideas. Um, I, don't know about, I don't know about this way around, though. Yeah. But Disney wants to go back into games they want to have representation more representation into games maybe they're upset with uh with how ea has handled their star wars yeah yeah so star wars is kind of an issue or may maybe uh star wars has brought them made them see the light because of all the profits that they clearly got from well battle battlefront was a problem i think it was the fall it was not also a profit though fallen yeah well 
a yeah, huge profit. I'm sure it was. One and two and uh, Fallen Jedi Order or whatever. Right, right. That one actually is a pretty decent game um, in, in the recent Star Wars yeah. history, uh, video game history. Now, then you have kind of your mishmash of Disney stuff with Kingdom Hearts. Um, yep. Now... Also... Made them pretty good money. I mean, probably uh, not uh, making up for the very lengthy development cycle. No, very, very lengthy, yeah. But that game sold really well. Mm -hmm. It was one of the best sellers of last year. Mm -hmm. Now, what I'm more interested... Now, we also did have Aladdin and Lion King, kind of a remake. Ports. Port, yeah. That, that I don't even really, really, <laughs> really count. Um, but what I want to know, you're in charge of Disney. Yeah. You're making games. Yeah. What are you going to do? What, what kind of what franchise are you gonna Disney franchise are you taking and making a game out of it? Do not take my game. I will fight you. What was your what was your franchise? My game was um, Mulan. Oh yes, yes, yes. and uh, I mean it just fits so well. That could so be a tactical RPG war strategy yep. type type of game. Yep. Uh, it just lends itself to being that. Now I don't want to see a lazy platformer like Aladdin or Lion King. I want something. RPG related and thoughtful. What are you doing? Uh, oh man, there there's so many good picks. Uh, I can really think of. Uh, I'm. Uh, we talked about Beauty and Beast earlier, yeah. and how I thought uh, Beauty and Beast could be sort of like a more RTS style thing, where because most of the characters of Beauty and Beast are like the the weird furniture, mm -hmm. uh, the the sort of house. Uh, the mansion, whatever, the castle. Right. Uh, worker people that got turned into, like, plates and cups and <laughs> stuff and knickknacks and whatnot. Uh, and it would be more so, like, orchestrating them in whatever warfare thing. Because they do have, a, like, a battle. A battle, right. At the end of the movie, and it was all of them sort of fighting the, the people that are storming the, the castle. So that was one. Uh, there was another one that I just thought of uh, earlier when you were talking about this, of Lilo and Stitch. All right. And that being pretty much like a space, maybe a hop across multiple planets or because there was the bad aliens that <laughs> stitch had to fight against i don't right. know if that was in the original movie or in a sequel i think that was sort. in the original movie and it would be about uh going and stopping each of the bad aliens with like, stitch like to every one of the planets or... or or maybe they're in different parts of earth terrorizing it so right. those are all like individual bosses they have to take down and uh or maybe they are ones they have to first initially take down, and then you can eventually recruit as part of your party. Mm -hmm. uh, or I could easily see it just being like, you are Stitch, you are just one character. And I would want the combat to be like side-scroll style, like Zelda 2 style combat. Okay. Uh, with some degree of platforming elements. So almost like a fighting game, traditional fighting game style, uh, but with... Uh, futuristic weapon so like with blasters mm. and uh you know a game that does and uh, damage numbers galore and all indivisible that is a is a game that comes to mind that does rpg right and but that's that's turn-based that um it is uh, yeah it is turn-based so yeah. i would want mine to you be action-based real time yeah. real time I gotcha and we can't do wreck it ralph can we i mean that's already kind that's of a, cheating that is that's kind of cheating. cheating right can't do that that already has like a bunch of video game stuff mostly uh, mario kart yeah yeah, yeah. 
But um, yeah, I'm just kind of looking through a list of oh, oh we got a list of uh, of some okay, Disney yeah, stuff yeah. here. Uh, Wally, Wally would actually Wally. be a really really interesting. Uh, That'd be a hard one to do though. No, I don't think so because I think you could as an RPG. It's gonna be a prequel. A prequel. <laughs> Can we make a prequel for Wally? It's gotta How'd you happen. Do Wally as an RPG though, that's hard. Well, you got Snow White. You could totally do as an RPG. Are you kidding me? With Snow all the White. party members there, yeah, the seven dwarves. That's it. They're they're each their own party member. You give them <laughs> you give them their own class. They, yeah, their, their own unique abilities. Yeah, each 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 uh, class has a, a a unique ability. Like uh, like Happy, just I don't know what does he do. He he, he can charm the enemy. Charming, nice. Yeah. Let's see, there you go. So I think I think that sleepy could work. does. Uh, Hercules would was would work. I heard, that's an easy one though. Oh, I that's picked. Easy. You skipped a good one, Pinocchio. 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 <laughs> okay. How would you do that as an RPG? That is an adventure. That Pinocchio meets Xenoblade Two. <laughs> what? They already have the, the big whale. So wait. They already would, have the whale. Would Pinocchio be the blade? No. And then you have what's his name, manager Geppetto, kind of. No. I think that's how it would work. No. No. All right. How's it working for you? Uh, Pinocchio is Rex. <laughs> right. <laughs> there is no blades. Oh, all right. All right. There's no blades. You know what? Oh, man. I, I don't know why I didn't think of this. Pretty much all of these games could be done in a Paper Mario 2 Thousand Year Door oh, style. Yeah. Like just... All of them. Right. All of them. All like of them. You take that game and throw Disney... At, you know, skin on, theme, it. Yeah. skin on it. Yeah. Yeah. That would work. So we, we want to know what your thoughts are. Uh, what Disney franchise would you take and make an RPG out of it? And you know how, but Pinocchio whale mimic what they did in Xenoblade too. <laughs> so you're in the, you're in the whale. You're basically the whale. you get see through its skin and all that stuff. All right. Like that beautiful, beautiful titan. inside whale thing. The whale Titan. Yeah. <laughs> so that is actually going to do it for today's episode. Um, we want to thank everyone who sent in their questions, um, or thank Mike. I got it right there. All right, there you go. There you go. I, I, sorry, guys, I got a script. That's going to do it for today's episode of the Switch RPG Podcast. Thank you so much for listening, and thank you for everyone who sent in their questions. Keep them coming. Remember, you can listen to the show each and every week, mostly every week, at SwitchRPG.com, or you can subscribe on your favorite podcast app. If you listen on an app, give us a review. What are you waiting for? We want to climb up those charts. So your support there would be amazing. And finally, remember, you can head over to SwitchRPG.com for all your RPG needs on the Nintendo Switch. Until next time, goodbye. He says goodbye. See you at PAX.